So, uh, listeners, this is uh, episode 301, but it's not the barbarian episode that we had mentioned that we would do on episode 299. Uh, due to a technical issue, we're going to have to push that episode back a little bit. Uh, but luckily, we were ahead of schedule on recording anyway, so we have this pop culture catch-up episode for you to enjoy. And I promise you will, because uh, it's, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a silly one. It's know? a silly one. Pop culture yeah. catch-ups do that for us. They just help us let loose. Mm-hmm. You know, just see into each other's hearts and souls and buttholes. That's right. That's right. The Altas way. Don't let me spray you in the eyes. <laughs> now enjoy. <laughs> Well, Brent, I, uh, yeah. I have a question for you. What oh color God. are your fingernails right now? My color. Doesn't matter. Mine's blue, color. baby. Oh, my God. Check that out. Only what one. Which one, Brent? The middle finger. Yeah. Wow. I'm flipping you mm-hmm. off right now, sucker. Mm-hmm. Guess who did that? <laughs> my niece. My niece Aurora did that for me to make me look beautiful today. To match her, we had matching nails. Wow. And she chose my middle finger, which I am very proud of her, which means I get to use it in traffic. And check those outtakes. If you have a sticker on, you can do anything in traffic. That's right. So I think I'm actually. I have allowed. a sticker, Greg. Can you can you do anything to me? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I have to say though, I don't mind a painted nail. I don't like to do yeah. all of them usually. You know, I've had my my moments. I've tried it out. You ever tried mm-hmm. like back in the day? Did you ever paint your fingernails black or anything to be like? I, I don't, don't think know, I've cool. ever had my fingernails painted. No, ever, Mm-mm. never, dude. You're not, missing that. I recall. Yeah, I'm not against it. It's just mm-hmm. not anything I would do. Uh, I, I general, uh, hold on. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> What's happening? You all right? Yeah, I was uh, sundowning there for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, like I, I generally, there we go. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh, got it out <laughs> we'll there. Fix that, it. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it again. <laughs> uh, uh, generally, I don't like to have anything, um, on my hands like like i don't like to have ink on my hands or lava like, or uh, jizz was, or anything oh no that i'm fine that okay. i'm more than comfortable with that unfortunately okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> but a too uh, comfortable you know <laughs> yeah. so uh, last week at work i was like walking back to my desk and i had a, a, a pin in my hand and i got Got back, I sat down, and I looked at my hand, and I had ink all over it, mm. like I had somehow written on my hand, and I was, it's like the world stopped, and in my brain, <laughs> I was like trying to solve this mystery of how I got this on my hands, like, you did it yourself, Where'd idiot. Where did this come from? Yeah, how could this possibly have happened? Mm-hmm. As I was walking back to my desk, clicking my pen, and just, I don't know, I don't, I don't specifically recall that, but as soon as I noticed the ink, I immediately went to the restroom to wash it off. Mm-hmm. I have like this Pavlovian response to having ink on my hands or whatever uh there have been occasions where i've had to like paint a, a wall in my house and right and i've gotten paint on my hands but that's okay that that kind of peels off uh it's kind of satisfying easier. yeah yeah latex paint uh, it's great but i i feel like i don't know i don't know how i would feel about uh painting my nails is uh is does does aurora have her own salon is that something i can you can make an appointment. She's I can make an, okay. R- she's booked though. She's really good at it. Um, she's two and three. No, two and two thirds. We decided today. Mm-hmm. Uh, years old. So obviously she's got that dexterity down. She almost wow. stays in the lines, which is nice. But um, okay. you can fix that later in post, which is great too. So, uh, <laughs> and she'll only do one nail. So it might actually be good for you because it'll ease you into it a little bit. 
Okay. You know? Okay. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm surprised. I guess I'm surprised at you just in terms of like a bored teenager. Like I used to, you know, get like a magic marker, a Sharpie and just kind of mm-hmm. paint one just for fun. But, uh, you know, you feel kind of like a rebel that way, a rock star. Like I was playing the ukulele mm-hmm. today with my blue finger. And I was like, yeah, I was playing harder. I was like, I'm a fucking rock star. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> just got in my head you know uh that jason mraz cover has never sounded uh, more metal dude when i play it oof, uh-huh. you watch watch your eardrums i'm coming for him you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. in a good your way wife amanda was like okay I get it i'm oh, yours sorry. jesus christ you're scaring me <laughs> calm down oh my god who's mr a to z you are you are <laughs> jesus you're Stop. goddamn right <laughs> you're the heisenberg of the uke <laughs> coincidentally how i transform my drugs anyway <laughs> you're like uh, el mariachi but uh whatever the the spanish term for ukulele is you know yeah man i gotta hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. So I'm glad she did it. I'm glad I have yeah. it. <clears throat> Unfortunately. Is it metallic? It, it looks metallic. Like it's a, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's yeah. metal, man. It's metallic. Uh, um, yeah. it did get scuffed on the way back from picking up lunch though, unfortunately. So I feel like I oh have to take it off and either start over or maybe choose a new color. You know, this is her color. Maybe I have to choose my own color. I'd love it if you, uh, told your wife, Amanda, after like the, the paint got scuffed, if you just said under your breath to her, like, uh, you won't believe what men have to deal with. <laughs> She's like, I can't go jogging at night. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are great. Well, with that, I uh, think we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where uh, today we're painting nails or not. Mm-hmm. Up to you. Yeah. Everybody's choice. Ooh, that's a wow! I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what people do while listening to this podcast. I know some of our listeners will like drive into work, right. maybe drive home or whatever. But like, are people painting their nails to this? Or I bet Amanda doing has. laundry. Oh, yeah. I do laundry and listen to podcasts. That's for sure. But I'm talking about our show specifically. Is our oh, show laundry, laundry worthy? worthy? You know? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know? I don't know. Um, I feel like there's lots of different types out there. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, everybody's got to make their own their own way through life, you know, and if if listening to uh, taint jokes is how you get through painting your nails, you know, I'm happy to be here for them. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you have young boys that you live with those those rags, maybe just throw those out. Um. (laughs) What kind of rags are you talking about? Uh, You don't want to talk about them now, huh? Jizzy ones, I guess. <laughs> getting jizzy is that a thing? Maybe it. okay. that's just like uh, socks or whatever. I guess socks is the, the more popular choice. I never really understood that. Just like... Jizzing uh, into a sock? Yeah. I mean, I just figure, you know, you have a sock puppet. It's got a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You like go to school and you brag to your friends like, yeah, I was getting dumb last night. <laughs> My girlfriend fucking Socko. She's Canadian. You don't know her. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad about saying it now, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. out there. So uh, I do have a girlfriend. Yeah. She is uh, uh, tube shaped. Of course. Of course. You know, white. Sorry. Yeah. Mouth but, pregnant uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a red line across. You know, yeah. the toe line, but it's it's her forehead, really. 
Oh my God, Steve, mm. we've never talked about this in the entirety yeah, of our friendship. But beautiful. Uh, I, you don't wear a whole lot of socks, from what I recall. You know, I can't. I treat them too well. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a foot fetish. I would feel bad. You see, I had this thing where I think this happens to you with me where I said something and then I saw you you had your hand up to your face but I saw a smile sneak by I was like uh oh he's got something he's got something and that's he did. the beauty of doing it on video see you it gotta, was great you gotta help it helps it along it was wonderful it was wonderful worth uh, it too which is great absolutely uh do you on the socks that you do have mm. for a special occasion um like a funeral or a barbecue uh do you <laughs> Often in Texas is the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Which is we just eat grandma. <laughs> Ooh, it's Grammy's efficient. a little gamey. We got a gamey Grammy. Well, when you've been walking the earth as long as she has, you know, you right. don't have a lot of muscle. You know, she's yeah. worn out. Yeah, her feet are real tender, but the rest of her, you know. I call her socks. <laughs> wow, we're on one today. Oh Holy my shit. God. Damn. Uh, anyways, I was just going to ask what color socks you have. I, I don't even know that it matters at this point. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, they're all black. Yeah. If that helps. With uh, portions of them white. Now, exactly. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace, Grandma. Um, so, <laughs> rest in 85 delicious pieces, Grandma. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Here at KFC, <laughs> come get your Grammy bucket. Listen, they were from the Depression. You got to find what you can eat. You just got to eat it, you know? You like pull up to the drive through. Uh, hi, yeah, I have a coupon uh, for a bastard casket. <laughs> do you want that with or without gravy? Oh, shit. Danny, do you want... He said gravy. We want some gravy for that. Mm-hmm. Can we get extra knuckles in there, too, please? Oh, that is... Mmm. His finger looking good. Oh, my God. So oh. good. Well, um, today... We have a good show. <laughs> Look, some of the bits are not working, but the ones that do, holy shit. <laughs> Today we have a good show. We're just going to do a uh, pop culture catch up, which yes. uh, we haven't done in a, in, a, in, a, in a minute. So we're getting into that. Um, all the things we've been watching, reading, whatever that we haven't been able to mention on other shows. So uh, right. really what it is is that we couldn't think of a theme. Couldn't think of a, a thing to watch or bring to the show. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we have these episodes just to have a good time like we just did and talk about eating our grandmothers. So That's right. Um, that's just a normal Oklahoma, Texas thing. I can't say anything Don't for the Don't even worry world. about it. It's just how we do it down here. So, mm -hmm. uh, Brent, did you uh, want me to start us off? Did you want to start us off? I, I'm not not sure how we're feeling it right now. Um, let me let me go ahead and, and start Please. here. Uh, there's a stand-up special I just watched on Netflix. John Mulaney, Baby J. I just Baby saw that J. was out. Yes, I, I did too. I, yeah. I just happened to pull it up and I saw his face fucking staring at me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what is, is this just, because he's got a few of them on, on right, right. Datflix. 
and uh, turns out it was a brand new one. And I watched it, and uh, it's it's. I watch a decent amount of stand-up specials, but do, I don't really yeah. know how to discuss them other than be like, I watched a stand-up special. It has this person in it. And it was it was funny. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, great, yeah. Oh, it's really good. It was a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, check that one now. Also, here's another one. Uh, no, th- th- so I, I'm trying to find like something to latch onto and, and maybe report back. For this one, uh, mm-hmm. John Mullaney talks about uh, his experience that he went through uh, somewhat recently, I guess over the past few years. I can't quite remember the timeline of it, but are you familiar with the, the issues that uh, young Mr. Mullaney has gone through? Yeah, he's had a, a really interesting, I think, couple years, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it was. Was it around the pandemic? Or it must have been. It could have been yeah. shortly after. I don't know. A couple of years ago, uh, he uh, he eventually like went to rehab and, mm-hmm. and hit these headlines, and uh, he <laughs> he went to um, rehab because he had a an addiction to cocaine and a bunch of other like speed esque substances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not big into uh, drug knowledge. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my sources tell me it was not Robitussin. So right. it's like that hard shit, you know? Hulse cough drops. Oh, you my know? God. Luden's cough drops. What? Ricola cough what? drops. Ricola. He was cutting his tongue on those square blocks of death. <laughs> Why and would they like, do Ugh. I will never forgive the Swiss for mm-hmm. that. I don't think it might be German. Still, fuck you, Swiss. <laughs> Your miss is okay. Cough drops, not good. Your cheese has holes in it. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. I feel like I'm losing money on Swiss cheese. Exactly. You know? Inflation is real. Shrinkflation? Holeflation? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how. Bigger. Not only am I losing out on cheese just by per capita of surface area. Right. But do you know how many times I've got a, uh, a, a bag of, like, sliced Swiss mm-hmm. cheese and then immediately call the uh, the uh, fucking exterminator out. <laughs> oh yeah, uh huh. Because I thought I had termites that got in my Swiss oh, cheese. Oh, I thought it I was, was a mouse God. thing. Oh fuck! <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, that's right. Mouses like cheese. Oh, ridiculous! It. Fuck! I'll call them next time. Mm-hmm. Good thinking, Stephen. You should call out. the mice. They're good at getting rid of termites. Oh, okay. The mice, so, the mice, mice get rid bros. of termites, mm-hmm. and, then and then you get snakes, snakes to get rid of the mice, right. naturally. Then I get a mongoose to mm. get rid of the snakes. Then you just have a friend. <laughs> you just get to hang out. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so glad I brought this up. So yeah, uh, John Mulaney stand up special on Netflix. What do you got? Uh, no, on the stand up special, he talks about going to rehab. He he got. Um, uh, God damn it. All the words are leaving my head. Yeah, it uh, happens that way. Uh, uh, he got he, shocked. He, he got. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, what do you call it when uh, you uh, go to a place and you get bombarded by friends and family members who are trying to uh, hmm. confront you about your addiction? Oh, intervention. Thank you. There he we go. Intervention. Oh my right, god, right. it's almost my name. Fuck. <laughs> Should have known it. An intervention. Uh, <laughs> So uh, he had one of those. It, it, it's a wonderful stand-up special. He's like very funny about it. And um, there's a as he's like toward the beginning of it, like the first ten minutes or so, he's looking around and he notices up on the like 
uh, second balcony that there's a child that's like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He was like, so do you know what this is? And there's a lot of like back and forth with them. Oh, that's fun. Um, just like interacting because he's like, uh, I know I don't explicitly say this after all these stories I'm going to tell you, but um, don't. <laughs> don't do any of it right right but, um, it was a very st- uh, funny stand-up special I, I like his comedy anyway there's a slightly different tone to this because he's uh in he's a lot of his earlier sp- right a lot mm-hmm. of his earlier specials it was more uh, he seems like a very like clean-cut guy not that he won't like curse or whatever right but there was a, a definite uh you know he, he seemed like very proper a proper comedian mm-hmm. whereas this he still wears like a nice suit and whatnot but he's talking about like hardcore drug use and all this shit so right. it's it's uh, a, a little bit darker version of his comedy but still very funny so i would highly recommend people check it out it was very interesting and uh i'm just glad that he came out the other side and was able to put yeah, this together great. you know yeah yeah it's kind of funny because it's like he had all these great specials and then um you know went to rehab had this intervention with rehab and then uh, came out of that like divorced his wife i guess married olivia munn and then had a baby they're just together now like he really changed his whole life around mm-hmm. uh and, it, and i always find it weird too watching um stand-up specials and they'll reference their like significant other and then later on they like broke it up like ali wong has yeah. all these stand-up specials and she talks about like eating her as her husband's asshole and stuff and i'm like <laughs> but they're divorced now but that's still oh, really? out there yeah, yeah, they got divorced. I think they got divorced in like the last year or two, something like that. Oh my gosh, she's available. Um, hold now on, I'm like, hold on, hold on. Oh my <laughs> Bert's like, I gotta find her number. I'm gonna find her on MySpace real quick. I hope I'm saying that right, but yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Mm. And then like John Mulaney's as well. Like he had other skits about, you know, like like segments about his wife, mm. but now it's his previous wife. But yeah. um, you never know. Like, uh, not to say drugs are good or anything. Obviously, he had a problem. And so he needed to get taken care of. And I hope like it seems like he's doing better now. And that's great. Uh, but mm-hmm. you never know when you're when you are the funny one and you're the funny mm-hmm. one having, you know, had drugs for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Are you the funny one without it? I'm sure that's something he had to deal with. And yeah. uh, and, and we all do to be like, how how is he different now? Like, how, is, yeah. how are his jokes different? How is his cadence maybe different? And there is there's a buttoned up quality to him. But it does. It <laughs> yes. always did feel like that underlying nervousness of coke. Oh, so really? I, I could I didn't suspect it necessarily, but I can mm-hmm. see it looking back and I could see without that, that that might be different, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't even know that was coming out until I saw it the other day, just like pop up on Netflix. So I definitely yeah. check it out, too. Evidently, he recorded it uh, in uh, February of this year. So it's, it's very fresh. Oh, it's fresh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, highly recommended. Stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. smells like socks. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry I well, to walk uh, in. do you want me to to branch off that one you want to go back Please. and forth cool? yeah go go right ahead i we did this a while ago and i we weren't successful i wasn't su- successful keeping it up but oh I'm wait try my uh, best hold today. on steven oh, uh, that was john mulaney baby j on netflix <laughs> You know, we well, had sure to say it. <laughs> we had the girls on episode 300. They were like, no, you need to repeat yourself. Uh, and we were repeat your topic at the beginning and end of, of what it is. So we can keep track of that. And then uh, we we're like, uh-huh. OK, absolutely. The 301 happened. Didn't do it even once. 
Uh, so uh, before we recorded today, you were like, we need to remember to. So, uh, yes. There, there you go. go. And yes. I think you did a pretty good job of saying his name throughout it. It was John Mulaney's yeah. new okay. stand-up special, like you said that throughout. So mm-hmm. uh, that was good. But I'm going to do my best to do like our, our, our style in the last few months where we branch off trying trying okay. to do a, a similar topic, right? Okay. So uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, wasn't it wasn't something I watched, but it wasn't like an entertainment mm-hmm. thing necessarily. But I did watch a 30-minute video uh, about someone that just went to, uh, not rehab, oh, I suppose, yeah. but a, uh, it had another mental health thing and sort of, uh, sort of an intervention, I guess you could say with his family kind of realizing he needed help. And that is Kevin Smith, our right. beloved Kevin Smith that we talk about a lot throughout the show. And, mm-hmm. uh, you and I have grown up loving him and a lot of his movies. Um, a lot of the ones in recent years, yoga hosers in particular, not my jam, not your jam really. Uh, but he's, you know, for the most part, we, we, we love him. He's, he's, uh, a dear friend, a podcasting buddy of ours, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. And we knew that he had said some cryptic things. He was quitting weed. He'd been smoking weed for like 10, 15 years, uh, which he hadn't really before, even though his movies were about that. But then now he was quitting it and that was interesting and didn't really re- give reasons why. And then, uh, he came out with this video and was really open. Like he always is, which I love about him, about mm-hmm. his experience. And essentially he said that he had like a, a psychotic break. He didn't think he existed anymore. He yeah. uh, really thought like he had created this, you know, egotistical sort of version of, of Kevin Smith, this like performer Kevin Smith who took over his life. And then whenever he looked back for the normal Kevin Smith, he wasn't there anymore. And it freaked right. him out. And mm-hmm. uh, and it really like set him on a journey. And he seems also to be doing much better. I, mm-hmm. I didn't actually plan on watching the full 30 minute video, but I feel like Kevin Smith can talk for hours and that's my problem with listening to his podcast is that once i stop i don't want to i yeah once i start i don't want to stop mm-hmm. i uh, i find him so intriguing and interesting to listen to and this 30 yeah. minute video i ended up watching all the way through so i didn't know if you'd mm-hmm. watched that video or if you'd heard about it but mm-hmm. uh i just want to mention our, our our good friend uh kevin smith and hopefully he's doing a lot better now yeah yeah i watched it um i think a couple of nights ago and i, I didn't even know that like until I pulled up YouTube, uh, I didn't even know that that was something that he had right. done. He had he had mentioned previously on either Hollywood Babylon or Fat Man Beyond that uh, he had stepped away. Um, mm. He had like some personal stuff go on and he'll talk about it eventually. Uh, but I didn't really know what that was. Right. And then I uh, saw that video. And yeah, like I'm I'm so glad that he took care of himself and he's taking time to make sure that that's a priority going forward mm-hmm. and that he's uh, taking time away from the internet. I know he's in the past has been extremely online almost right, to right. the detriment of his, obviously uh, to the detriment of his mental health. And uh, you know, he doesn't really need to do that. Like he take a step back. I, you mean I, well, I, he doesn't need to be as available online oh, right, right, as, right. as he was, you know, because he's got 400 different podcasts that he does. He right. does movies. He writes comics. He's he's busy enough. You know, he yeah. needs to take some time to um, not have to spin all those plates constantly. You know, he really made his uh, his whole personality, you know, as part of his his brand, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I look back on some of the interviews he did earlier on in the nineties and he doesn't, he's not nearly as eloquent or, or enthusiastic about being on stage as he is now. And it's like, there was definitely a noticeable shift. Um, it took place over a long time, but, uh, he really made it where like, you know, evening with Kevin Smith, his DVDs, which are amazing, but like those are one thing doing like one-off, you know, college tours here and there and releasing DVDs are one thing, but 
now he's like he has so many podcasts he's out there all the yeah. time he's he's almost way too connected and uh and then we found out it's all kind of this you know house of cards thing he kind of created around him to protect himself he was so vulnerable about his childhood and, and traumatic events that he had gone through in his life and so open to sharing his journey with other people to help him out too um yeah it was just really nice to see him come out with that and i i just think he's a lovely person and i really hope that he comes out of this you know much better as well so yeah, I look forward for to sure. seeing what it comes out with. I, I, I'm, I have no problems with weed. I liked the Kevin Smith smoked. It was fun. I liked the, the idea of him smoking after all these years. But I will say that he even made fun of yoga hosers in that thing. And he talked <laughs> about how all the movies that you might, a lot of the movies at least, not all of them, that's the thing. A lot of the movies you might think are like the shittier Kevin Smith later in his life movies uh, came from a, a weed binge. But also Red State came out during that time. And yeah, um, some of his best work, you know tusk take it or leave it you know mm-hmm. uh came out during that time and um but yoga hosers yeah there's definitely some in there that i'm like i don't understand this and I, you know whatever but uh mm-hmm. i look forward to this new journey of his whatever it might be and whatever it might bring i hope it leads you know leads him to a new level of clarity and maybe artistic expression as well so yeah yeah for sure just uh having some time to be himself and not have to perform at every waking moment is, right uh is yeah he he's done enough you know there's there's like i don't want him to die but if he were to stop making content right now right you could still have way too much kevin smith content in your life i know at this exact moment you know i still like can never get through the podcast and, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah i'm just i'm glad he's doing well um on the topic of podcasts i mm. want to tell you about a podcast I discovered toward the end of last year is called Shameless Acquisition Target. It's hosted by Laura Meyer. Mayer? Mayer? Meyer. Uh, you that may one. have that right. You might. I mean, Meyer or not. I might. I might. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's a, a, a podcast. I think it's only like six, seven episodes, something like that. Okay. They're, they're numbered episodes, but there's like a, a half episode in there mm. as well. Um, but the, the general idea of the podcast is... Uh, she worked at a, a larger podcast company and she wanted to branch out a little bit, start her own show. And because a lot of the larger podcasts are getting acquired by these different media conglomerates, she wanted to start one with the intent purpose mm. of being able to sell it for money. Okay. So that's, that's why the, it's called shameless yeah. acquisition target. Right. 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 So over the course of the, the seven episodes, uh, she goes into detail about how she's trying to get that taken care of and uh, get her show popular enough to sell. And she catalogs on each episode the amount of money spent and the amount of money made. And uh, even like the the commercials that are included in the show are interesting because she knows that she, that we know that she's getting money from the advertiser. <laughs> so she talks to them directly and she does promote them, but also she says like, she really like gets into the nitty gritty of it altogether. So, mm-hmm. um, for people who are interested, I say, check it out. It, it was very entertaining. That said, this type of podcast, the way they talk about podcasting is totally different than what you and I mm. and a lot of our podcasting friends do, because this is just me and you on Skype losing money to SoundCloud. Sure. Like, like a fucking uh, termite through Swiss cheese, you know? Exactly. 
<laughs> the classic saying that we all know and love. Uh, because, like, she's talking about, like, you know, I, I've got these advertisers and, uh, you know, I've got a producer and I've got uh, a business mm-hmm. manager and all this stuff. It's like, we don't have any of that shit, you know? Yeah, no way, man. It's just us barely editing a podcast and Hell then... Yeah. Uh, just putting it out and be like, I, I don't know, I guess. I hope you like this one. Enjoy folding right. your cummy socks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, Her I just show's think that not was, like cummy socks? Uh, she didn't mention it explicitly. Mm. I'll have to listen back to it. Right, you right, know? right. Maybe gotcha. the, the, the re-listen. I'll, yeah, I'll pick oh, up yeah. on some of that. <laughs> the sound of like, <laughs> what sounds like two by fours <laughs> clinking together. <laughs> oh, there they are. I found them. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was very funny that there are two different versions of this right but podcasting is like one of the only forms of that you can do i mean you can do that with music as well right like somebody could just like write a song on an acoustic guitar or ukulele or whatever perhaps Mm -hmm. about a marshmallow man i don't know i don't know maybe who's to say uh but uh you could just have that song yourself and maybe play it for a couple of people or you can like put it out there and, and, and do arena tours but like it's not like you and i can make a uh, just the two of us make like a TV show necessarily mm-hmm. and, and put that out. I mean, right, right. people could do like live stream a, a podcast or whatever, but whatever the case. Uh, so there's that. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no, but this is good because it's uh, podcasts have that democratization part of it. And with cell phones and the cameras and stuff, like some things like YouTube obviously has made that easier for people to have a video out there. You can put a lot of things online, music or whatever, but I feel like podcasts are uniquely easy and cheap generally to put out there. Like we don't have Just to. Just how even, I like them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to do it the way we do it even. You know, we're wasting money probably where we don't need to. Uh, we're just too we're just setting our ways and too lazy to figure out another way. But we're old men. Exactly. And it, yeah. uh, it takes a lot to turn this ship around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by sure. that ship, I mean my booty. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, podcasts can can stretch whatever. Like it could be like super huge budget. It could be nothing, you know. I think mm-hmm. I said budget, but I meant budget. budget. But yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Well, so, Shameless Acquisition Target. Uh, it's a podcast. Uh, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this uh, fucking thing. Just go you, there. You find that. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Pretty simple. Well, on the topic of podcasts, uh, okay. I listened to another episode of That Was Pretty Scary, the Freddie Prince Jr. podcast. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you had mentioned the Scream episode that they did. We did not. Did we talk about this last week? I don't believe so. No. Again, we're recording out of order or, or multiple in episodes advance. in advance. Yeah. yeah. And so it's throwing me off a little bit. I want to make sure. But uh, yeah, you had put me onto this podcast initially. Anyway, That Was Pretty Scary podcast is... Freddie Prince Jr., and I, I don't remember his host name, his, his co-host name, because uh, I didn't know him before the podcast, but uh, it's basically two guys sitting around talking about horror movies. Freddie Prince Jr. obviously talks about some of his um, acting stuff around that, like maybe he auditioned for things. Um, I was looking forward to the Scream one, but I thought it would come way later in the season, so I'm glad that you told me it was out. I think this is their third episode, so you can go check that out, but... Uh, I listened to his I Know What You Did Last Summer episode, obviously, because Freddie Prince was in that. But then the Scream one was super interesting because he tells stories about how he auditioned for things and how mm-hmm. he knew like Skeet was like kind of above and beyond everybody that auditioned with him. But um, they're pretty short. That's the only problem I have with this podcast is uh, they don't go the extra length that we do, you know, to two hours, three <laughs> hours sometimes. Yeah, um, it did seem like he might have a, a Patreon of some sort. And it, I don't it might. It sounded kind of like there was longer episodes or, or extra content available. Maybe I think I, you I'm can not listen. into that usually. So 
You can listen to it uh, ad free on the Amazon Music app. Mm, that's right. Uh, which we are on uh, now, by the way. So oh, you that's know, good to know. Out. Yeah, check it out on Amazon Music. Uh, we don't have any ads on there either. Uh, we don't <laughs> make money on this, so we just don't generally have those. But yes, yeah, that's that's if people want to listen there, uh, you it's can good listen to, to. Yeah, you're like a week ahead of like. Anywhere oh, that's else. probably what it is. Right. Well, so yeah. that's it. Okay. So there's no extra like content though. So right. the the shows do seem like an hour. I mean, you just don't get a lot of time to talk about it. I, I, I really like hearing the process from actors or directors or anybody in the business just to yeah. hear about their, their journey through or like, especially like a movie like Scream and be like, I love to picture what if Freddie Prince Jr. was fucking Skeet Ulrich? What if, what if he <laughs> was Billy in Scream? Like what a different fucking movie. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating just to hear about the behind the scenes. So uh, it's pretty fun. The other guy on the two, I just, again, I don't remember his name, but he is uh, also in the, in the industry. So he has in, interesting in, insights and he's a big horror fan. So he kind of gets it from that angle, give him more facts and stuff. But uh, so far, I like that show a lot. I've I didn't listen to their second episode, uh, just didn't know the movie and wasn't that intrigued. But now that I listen to two of these, I'm like, yeah, they're short. I, I like to listen to when I'm mowing personally. Yep. And uh, yeah, short and sweet. And uh, it's kind of fun to, to hear from Freddie Prince again. I, I, I don't really watch a lot of stuff that he's into anymore. So I feel like to me, he really fell off the map on like the 2000s, like early 2000s. But he's still around and it's great to hear his voice. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. been pretty fun. Did you listen to that episode, uh, Scream 1 too? Yes. Yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, like you said, it's it's interesting to hear from the industry side of things how all of that stuff gets put together you know right um freddie prince jr uh, like you said uh and then john lee brody thank who, you yeah who works with oh god <sighs> what the fuck is his name he does like uh i want to say lynn manuel miranda but that's wrong <laughs> oh my god justin lynn justin lynn is it justin lynn okay i believe so it's yeah. one of the horror director yeah one of those yeah 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 um uh, mm-hmm but yeah, and he's really interesting too. Um, yeah, they're they're both great, different dynamics on there, which is cool. I feel like they're still trying to figure out their cadence and stuff and how their show goes. But I know yeah. Freddie Prince has some other podcasts and stuff, so uh, they'll get there, guys. You'll get there. Don't worry about it. There will be some old pros up to three hundred episodes like us pretty soon. So <laughs> absolutely, you'll get absolutely. there. Technical difficulties and all, you <laughs> That's know, right. it's fine. Don't so, even worry uh, about it. <laughs> that was the uh, that was pretty scary podcast uh, with Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, the episode three was about Scream. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Look, we can all agree that Scream is a horror movie, and horror movies are scary, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I could have just immediately went to that was pretty scary, but I didn't. I chose not to do that. So that transition was pretty scary. Yeah, you know what? I'm killing it. It's all going great so far. Um, You know what else is scary, Stephen? Ghosts, like Ghost Face. Fuck, I should have done that too. God damn it. Fuck. Uh, ghosts are scary, and the word ghost is in the title Ghosted, a 2023 Apple TV Plus movie oh. starring Chris Evans and Anna de Armas. Okay, okay. Hold, on, I, hold I, on, I had to find something. I don't know. <laughs> I was out of horror stuff. I am so excited to hear what you're going to say about this movie. Uh, okay. I've heard things, and I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear your, your view on it. I have not you've watched never, it. You've not seen it. Okay, I have cool, not cool, watched cool. it. This is brand new. 
Brand new, brand new. Right. I think uh, as of this record, it's just a couple of weeks old. But uh, all that to say, it's uh, it's just okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's inoffensive. Um, it's not the high quality of uh, Apple TV stuff that uh, I normally right. gravitate toward. But I just like those actors a lot. I read somewhere that this is their third time to be in a movie together oh, wow. after Knives Out and then I think The Gray Man on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was in that uh, one, too. But, uh, you know, they're two beautiful looking people. This is more of a uh, romantic comedy slash action movie, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't quite get any of those things. Right. 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 But it's just I just enjoy like watching them. You know, it's just uh, like we were scrolling through our Apple TV and we I like set the remote down to look at something on my phone real quick. And that tile popped up. My wife was like, Ooh, what's that? Like she's was excited about something. It's like, Oh, this never happens. Right. So we went ahead and watched it and yeah, it was just okay. Um, What'd she think? She, I think she kind of generally liked it, you know? Mm. Um, the, the overall plot is that, uh, they have a, a little meet cute. Um, mm-hmm. they're, I, I can't remember what state they meet in, but, um, whatever the case uh they meet they hook up and uh then she like disappears he mm-hmm. can't find her uh, chris evans okay. yeah oh my god okay. right there mm-hmm. yeah she's wearing a ghost face mask that was pretty <laughs> scary <laughs> and uh so uh he he sees that her like he left something at her place on accident and he's got one of those tiles on it i believe okay and so he he's trying to track it down he sees that she's in london he gets encouraged by his parents to go find her so he goes to london to meet up with her and then all the shenanigans ensues and turns out she's like a super spy uh, type of character Ooh. she works for the cia i think okay and uh so there's a lot of like uh like espionage type stuff but not like hard espionage it's very like rom com type right, of stuff right. um but yeah but it's, she's it's the spy okay. and he's like the normal dude right is that the kind yeah. of yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay but it's just kind of like uh everybody gave it some effort right not like all the way but like what do you want you know i'm not gonna harp uh, too much on this mm-hmm. it's like it's an okay movie you know i i didn't look it didn't look like it was gonna be that great to me it looked like a lot of the modern movies we've kind of discussed on here um that mm-hmm. like the special effects don't look like they're gonna be up to par even though like it was probably made for like like the gray man was made for like 200 million dollars on netflix like that these movies get so much money they have huge talent behind them behind and in front of the camera and then they just feel really lackluster i don't know what's going on lately with those movies and like you said they're inoffensive it's not like it's bad it's just not great and uh there there can that kind of conceit can be really great and it just kind of yeah. sucks like those people i love to see them together that's great they're beautiful mm-hmm. fuck yeah i'd love yeah. to see that but then the, the movies just look like mediocre so i haven't really put much stock in especially in this one in particular so yeah uh it's yeah you can probably skip it i don't think you're gonna miss out right on, on anything you know uh so ghosted on apple tv plus excellent well what you let got me see I am going to take that and let's see how I can connect it to ghost face for scream six is out. Did it. Nailed it. <laughs> scream six is out guys. Paramount plus. Yeah. Easy transition. In the States here in the States. Here in the States. Uh, yeah. I was surprised by this. It showed up on my Apple TV the other day as a, a movie you could purchase on iTunes. Didn't realize it was going to happen. I am slowly starting to get into Blu-rays again, at least for the idea that, Streaming services are, are going to be charging more and more. They're getting shittier and shittier. 
seemingly. And so at least I could get uh, a Blu-ray and then use like a digital copy. I could still have that ease of use, but you yeah. know, be able to, to, you know, stock it up for later or whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. for one, I didn't know this before and I texted you about it. I was so shocked that the streaming version came out right now. Like not only could you buy it on iTunes, you can't rent it yet, but you can buy it for like 20 bucks, but it was already out on Paramount plus and the Blu-ray mm-hmm. doesn't come out until July 11th. So That's we're crazy. recording this in April. That's crazy to me. I didn't realize the like day and date for like digital to physical copy could be that, that vast, but there you go. <laughs> I heard that on the original printing for the Blu-rays, somebody reversed the the V and the I, so it was like Scream Four. Oh, and like, oh god! They had to reprint them. God, that makes Why sense. Why do we do these Roman numerals? <laughs> fuck! Why do we have these? They confuse god even damn. us. God, fucking damn it! Shit! <laughs> Messed up the logo and everything. Fuck! You know what I don't understand? Yeah. I feel like we've mentioned this before. Whenever they came out with the Scream Six logo and they used the M to make the V and the I to be six. Uh, like I saw the other day that people were like the movie Scream, the the Scream Five, Five Cream. They yeah. should have just called it Scream Five because that's what everybody calls it in general or whatever. And I saw this people, these people online, and they were like trying to make it work. And they're like, yeah, like just turn the S into a five, or just put the five in the middle of the word instead of the E. Like who cares? And I'm like, just do the V. I don't. I still don't understand why wasn't it just <laughs> Scream Five and it was the V, and then Scream Six was the V and the I. Yeah, and then they, Scream Seven could be whatever. Uh, although I think you would love hate this, you would you would hate this so much, but it would be funny. Is that uh, you know they do Screams one through four? There's just numbers. Scream Five goes back to just being titled Scream. Scream Six has a Roman numeral, and someone was like, "Man, that Scream Seven should just come out fucking spelled out S E V E N." Scream Seven, <laughs> just fucking ruin it for everybody, you know. <laughs> Nobody's matching anybody's libraries. Yeah, uh, not gonna work. But uh, yeah, so it came out on Paramount Plus finally, which was great. So I've seen yeah. it. Have you watched it again since you've been home? Since it's been I've, at home, I've not. No, I, I've my uh, schedule has been massively packed right. with stuff. I, I've only been able to watch certain things. Like I've, I know I've got a lot of shit I'm talking about today, but this is oftentimes stuff that I'm splitting up over the course of right. several days or whatever, just watching like 20 minutes at a time or whatever. And it's been um, months in the making this list. Yeah. I would yeah. say weeks at least. Um, so no, I've, uh, you have not, I've not rewatched it, but I, I do have fond memories of watching it a month or two ago, whenever the fuck we, uh, it was in a long ago. Right? Yeah. It was in March, right? Oh my God. That's crazy. It might've been. Yeah. Oh, Steve. God, we didn't, God damn, we didn't talk about this either. <laughs> I, I can't help but notice that in 2022, mm-hmm. we did scream March and then when did scream six come out in scream March? Oh my God. We didn't even mean to. We didn't Damn. call it again. Are we idiots? No, but I was like one movie. But I guess right. my point is like I feel like Paramount mm-hmm. caught wind of what we were doing. Right. And like you basically <laughs> just stole our shit. Like dude, it could have come out in, in January like last time, but they were like, No, nah, dude. There's we'll like a fucking Scream March thing. You never heard of Scream March, dude? Man. It's fucked up. Basically that's like fucked up, dude. I'm okay with it, though. and maybe maybe they're trying to pimp up pump up our podcast here. I mean, I they mean, didn't mention us, but maybe it, it would have been nice for a callback, you know? It would have been maybe on like fucking uh, Tony Revolori's forehead instead oh, of like yeah. Joker, where it says damaged, it says Eltas. 
with an exclamation point. People were like, this is a really confusing movie and nobody understands yeah. what the fuck this is supposed to mean. What is la tess? What is <laughs> this? Not a word. What, is, what does that mean? Yeah. The L is silent. It's just tass? I don't understand <laughs> things. <laughs> Something the animated series. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I get it. <laughs> Losers. The animated series. Oh, there we go. There we fuck. go. Got it. We got just it. named our show. Damn. Uh, so Scream 6, I have now watched it three times. Twice wow. at home. Uh, we watched it Friday night. We, Amanda and my, eh, my wife, Amanda and I, were really excited to watch it again. So we we did like a whole Friday night thing, got our food, settled in to watch some Scream 6. Started fucking storming outside. It was beautiful. Love that for mm-hmm. us. Uh, great night. Then last night, Saturday, we were like thinking about something to watch. And I was like, uh, how about Scream 6 again? And she was like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, we watched it all over again because that movie wow, is awesome. just fun. So yeah. I, I'm here to report that upon second and third rewatch, very much fun and uh, super enjoy it. Uh, a lot more details I get at home and also I can pause it. In particular, mm-hmm. there are some scenes that have some like memorabilia from the show, from the movies oh, in the yeah. past. That stuff is you can see a lot more at home, which was great. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, that theater experience was great whatever we had it but I'm, I'm glad to have this at home now so and oh, i look for forward sure. to july when we have the uh the blu-ray come out as well hell yeah hell oh so yeah. you're still gonna buy it by the blu-ray i figure yeah paramount plus helps me kind of stave that off i don't have to buy it digitally i can wait and then i uh, get that digital code later on so helps me out you ever get into uh the still books the still book craze i've never really understood yeah i don't i yeah. don't really i had some of them before when i was collecting dvds and blu-rays and stuff i'd get mm-hmm. them you know on accident or just a movie i liked yeah. Uh, I, I weirdly, I hate that they look so much different than the rest of the cases. <laughs> so they don't fit right. Like they're a different shape. They're different, like a little bit taller or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. And sometimes they have like really great, like extra special features and stuff. That's really how I hear about them now. But uh, I never really mm-hmm. got into those. What about you? No, no, hell no. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at the point in my life where I don't like physical media sounds cumbersome to it me. It does. It does. You know? Uh, I, I totally get like I, I understand it for you and some of our, our friends who are like big into movies in general right. and whatnot. But uh, for me, uh, I'm, I'm I just want to find something that I can stream as casually as possible. Easy. You know, right, right. yeah, I don't have to like get up to like go get a thing to put it inside of another thing. It's right. just what are we doing? Is this like Russian nesting dolls here? You know? <laughs> We're at war right now. Are you trying to make oh, me a wow. Russian spy? You're wow. trying to make me... Okay, okay, movie studios, you're trying to make me a Russian operative because you don't want me to not have a Blu-ray that's in a steel book. <laughs> okay, totally makes sense. We a all followed that. book? Brent mm-hmm. doesn't like books. Oh my God. Wow. I know. They're trying to get you. That was the sound of me angrily <laughs> removing my glasses and then putting them what back on. What did you tell me the other day with the Kevin Smith thing? You said you were listening to like a podcast of his and like someone was being a, du- a douchebag to him. Yeah. And you were like, I've never folded jeans so angrily. Yeah. Those pants, <laughs> I can when they got it. folded, they got folded with a vengeance. Your wife comes home and she's like, wow, these creases. Yeah. I was yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. Just like beating the shit out of some khakis with some nunchucks, you know? All right, so Scream 6. Take it away. Scream 6. Speaking of sequels, Mm -hmm. here's one that I've never seen until recently. (laughs) Okay. I'm doing the best I can, Steve. (laughs) They're hard to make connections. It's hard on the spot. So, uh, 
This one is a movie that came out in 2019. It's mm. called Men in Black International. Oh, now, I've seen yeah. the first three Men in Black. Man's, man's in Black. Man, oh. Man's in Blacks. Man's in Blacks. Yep. Uh, well, just one of them is Blacks. And then, the, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll get it. once Tommy Lee got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, but yeah, Men in Black International has uh, Chris Hemsworth, mm. Tessa Thompson in it. So uh, this is them reuniting after Thor Ragnarok. Oh, and right. Yeah, I, okay. I, you know, even though I, I kind of just like the one Men in Black movie, I still enjoy the franchise mm-hmm. overall. Like sometimes it, I'll it catch has legs, part that of one it movie. On, yeah. Yeah. That one, that one does. He was looking for a cat. Help the guy out. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but you know, sometimes I'll catch parts of like two and three on TV and uh-huh. I'll be like, okay, I'll watch this scene or whatever. Um, and it's not great, but you know, it's, it's watchable at the right. very least. So I, I did want to watch men in black international. Uh, I heard it was not good. Plus yeah. it's like Sony and I, you know, most of the time Sony with, um, some of their franchises that they own, they don't do a great job, you know. They, they don't have right. a, a great track record with that. That said, uh, it happened to be on a streaming service. It was on Stars, uh, so I, I have that for the next month and a half. And I was like, uh, yeah, we'll give this a shot. So my wife and I sat down, and we watched this movie, Men in Black International from 2019. <laughs> Back to you. Uh, it's just okay. Look again, like yeah. I don't want to be like overly harsh on stuff. This right. is something that you and I talked or talked about via text. It's like I don't want to be like overly negative on the internet. That I, I just I don't feel like I need to do that. There's right. plenty of negativity out there, but also you know I, I do want to mention the stuff that I've seen. But also you know this was it was not good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't terrible either. It was kind of like yeah. middle of the road, and. uh yeah, that's that's about where I am with it. It's kind of like the Chris Evans one. Um, it's like these really big budget movies that have um, an Avenger in them. And yeah. maybe maybe more, depending on your term of, of Avenger. I mean, Tessa Thompson is amazing in her movies, mm-hmm. the Marvel movies. But um, yeah, they just don't have a lot of heart. They just don't really quite make it. I do feel like for Men in Black, you're you're totally right that that first one is so good that even if the sequels have not been that great, it still feels like the whole series as, as a whole is great. Like, I still mm-hmm. have fond memories of them. I can't even really tell you anything about the sequels, but I still really like that first one a whole lot. Um, yeah. And I'm glad you you watched this. And I, I haven't seen the Men in Black International yet, but mm-hmm. um, do you remember we watched the trailer for that for the first time together at your house a few years ago? Do you remember that? Oh, we did? Yeah. No. Because we watched a few trailers that were mm-hmm. big movies coming out. This is pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watched uh, the Hellboy trailer, the the remake with David Harbour. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I remember we watched that, and both of us looked at each other and were like, that looks terrible. And both <laughs> were like, oh, we're both excited about that? It's terrible? Yeah. Got it, got it. I remember, though, being... I thought I was the only one. It was like you, your wife, my wife, and me. Uh, out of the four of us, I thought I was the only one that I was like, that trailer looks pretty good for Men in Black International. But uh, none of the rest of you looked excited about it. And yeah. now I haven't seen it, but you guys have. And then you're like, yeah, it wasn't that great. Like nothing really to be excited about. So yeah. uh, since it's come out, I have not mm-hmm. been excited about it. And I forget it even exists, to be honest. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, 
which kind of stinks because I again I like both of those actors. Matter of fact, uh, Tessa Thompson in this one, uh, it really like kind of opened my eyes. Like, uh, she's got like uh, asymmetrical partner hair. Like she, oh, like it was, okay. it was really clicking for me, Stephen. You know, and uh, yeah, it it was just. It's not what I wanted it to right, be. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, the the charm of that first Men in Black movie is that Will Smith's character is new to it. So this is a whole new world to him, a whole right. fantastic point of view. And he's he's going into like all of this absurdity where there's like so many of the other agents. It's all mundane to them. They're right. used to seeing all these fucking weird aliens and shit. So seeing him with his like he's. He's the fish us, out of water. Essentially. He, he, yeah, yeah, he's the he's the catalyst for us as the viewer. Like, holy shit, look at all this stuff. Right, you right. know, and he has that similar reaction. Tessa Thompson has that role in this movie. She's the new person okay. or the, uh, who comes across Men in Black, uh, the the agency. She makes her way through there, and um, Chris Hemsworth is the longtime mm-hmm. agent, and he's the one that's kind of like wacky, and like. I, I don't know. There's something work. about that dynamic that doesn't quite work. Like, right. it, I'm not saying it has to be the other way, but they need to uh, do something different to make the formula they were trying to work with right, work. Right. Yeah. Just doesn't quite do it for you, and that's fine. Doesn't quite do it for me, but Camille wow. Nagiani voices a little tiny-ass oh. alien. That's just okay as well <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> he sounds bored he sounds bored in the voiceover so you know man that's a bummer I'm though struggling to find something you know yeah and like you yeah. said uh you don't want to harp on anything too badly that you you didn't like just not for you and that's okay but uh yeah. and that was men in black international just to men in black there. bridge international there you go but uh yeah. i also as we discussed off, off the air we also don't want to be harping on things too much but I, I have to bring one up today that I also did okay. not care for. I'm going to say that right off the gate. That's that's my connection with it. And uh, it was one that I was really excited about, which is the only reason I'm really still mentioning it. And that was the uh, Netflix TV show Midnight Club. So Midnight Club. This is from the same. This is from uh, Mike Flanagan, who did Midnight Bass that I recently reviewed that uh, oh, was really wow. fun. Right. Midnight Club came out after that one, I believe. And. Uh, his all of his stuff. I just really like the aesthetic. I love the trailer for this movie or for this this TV show. It looked really great. Um, what fell apart for me was uh, one, just Netflix being Netflix and canceling it, and I didn't know that. Most of Mike Flanagan's stuff is either a movie or a like a limited series. It's like a one off. You're gonna get a, a beginning, middle, end. You're gonna have like a reason to watch it. I was watching The Midnight Club. The idea behind it is it's a bunch of terminally ill teenagers who are all going to this house, um, like a, it's like a really old big house that they go and it's, it's a hospice for them to basically die. But there's a bunch of other teenagers like them. So they have a therapist that they meet with the, the therapist. I can't remember her name or life right now, but it's Nancy from, from, uh, uh, stranger things. From, no, uh, Nancy from Freddy Krueger. Um, Kerrigan. Yes. Nancy Kerrigan mm-hmm. from yep. Freddy Krueger. Uh, Tanya, <laughs> not in this. Um, no, uh, I Tanya, no Tanya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember her name though, but um, the 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 girl that Heather Langham who plays Nancy oh. in Friday the uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street, rather, uh, she plays uh, their therapist, which is cool to see her again. And especially these these teenagers, they are all terminally ill. And the Midnight Club is a club that they've formed together, where they they wake up in the middle of the night, they go down to the library, and they tell each other scary stories. 
So Mike Flanagan making this type of show, all of that stuff in, in there as well. And the trailer's great. I was like, I'm on board for the show 100%. Uh, what I found throughout it, though, is it's based on a, a book series. It's based on a, a book called The Midnight Club from like 1994. So the the TV show takes place in the 90s, which is great. Uh, it has a lot of that music from the era, uh, grunge type stuff. It's really cool. I like the clothing okay. and stuff. And just fitting in that era is nice. It's based on this one book, but then that author has a lot of different like kind of goosebumps almost like stuff, Fear Street kind of stuff, like young adult horror things. And the stories that the kids make up and tell each other are all based on the other books that this guy has written. So they end up like adapting like like 30 or 40 of his stories throughout the series, which is really cool. And the stories mm-hmm. are really neat. So they, they do all kinds of like, you know, they, they start telling the story and then it goes into the story. So you get to see it all. And they're, they're so varied, like lots of different kinds of stuff. They're all pretty interesting. But I realized as I got through like, it was like 10 episodes. As I got to like episode four, episode five, episode six, I was like, they still haven't like gotten anywhere. Uh, mm, the premise okay. that they lay out for you in the trailer is that all these kids are going to die. They tell these scary stories and they make a pact with each other as the Midnight Club that the first of them to die, if there is an afterlife, they are supposed to make contact with the other ones. Oh. So you feel like, oh, there's going to be like a lot of his stuff is really like ghost oriented. So you're like, oh, one of them is going to come back as a ghost. There's going to be this crazy story. And by episode five or six, nobody has done that. There's only like one (laughs) spoiler for one of them has like died, but they don't even like talk about it, him coming back. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, Like I've been waiting for this. The whole point to me was waiting for this afterlife thing to kind of come play games with it and then it never did and i was like really bored so i i episode six i realized like i'm pretty bored with this and i went to look online and it turned out that this was the first in mike flanagan's history that he was going to make a multi series like a multi-season series and netflix oh. canceled it so it gets to the end of, of season one and nothing has happened and I was I was watching this not knowing that. And so all the stuff I was kind of feeling about it turned out to be true. Mm. And the best I can see online is the Mike Flanagan had his deal with Netflix to make those a few things. He made like Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, maybe something else. And then he mm. signed a deal now with Amazon. So his stuff's going to move to Amazon. He's going to have new shows, new, new movies there. And mm. apparently the, the rumor is when that happened, Netflix was like, well, fuck you. And they just canceled his other show, his last remaining oh, one. Shit. So I don't know if it didn't do as well as other stuff. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, it just really bummed me out because I love his stuff. I This premise of this sounded so cool, but then it just didn't actually go anywhere. And um, and the places it did go, like what I read about, I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. It has nothing to do with what you just told me. It, it goes in a, a much different mystical way than like the ghosts coming back afterwards. And that's really what I was excited about. So, uh, yeah, just a bummer a, a little bit. I, I really loved Midnight Mass and then Midnight Club just didn't quite hit for me. So uh, I'd be curious if other people like listeners of ours, friends of ours have seen mm-hmm. it and maybe I'm just missing something. But either way, everybody's missing out on something because there's not going to be a second season. So Damn, just a bummer. that's wild. I've never even heard of this. Crazy, like, yeah. I googled right it. On. Like none of it looks familiar. I looked at the poster. I looked at the cast. The font is cool. It's like an old. Oh, the old font's school, great. Yeah, yeah looking thing. It yeah, all yeah. looks like the his tones. They look great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's crazy, man. You haven't even heard of that. Damn. Yeah. Well, rest in power, and you know maybe he'll make some better stuff over at at exactly. the Zon, You know, he's yeah. got a lot of good stuff, and he'll have a lot more coming out. Um, I love everything, but this one just didn't quite hit it for me. So that's all right. What you got next? 
Let's see, how can I link to the next thing I want to talk about? Well, there's something that was on Netflix, and it doesn't star young people, but it hmm. stars people who used to be young. Oh. Fucking nailed it again. You Flawless. did it. No <laughs> notes. Steven, I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Ooh, once and always. Brent, how was Tw- it? 2023 on Netflix. Oh my goodness. It was. Um, I'm... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to review this, Stephen. Mm-hmm. It was just like swimming in nostalgia for me. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some YouTube videos where they review it, and they're like, "Oh, it could have been better if this," or "I wish this was there." But for me, I'm like, I this didn't even have to exist. I'm more than happy totally. taking what I got here. You know, there's uh, two of the original main cast. Um, uh, Billy and Zach, the uh, the Blue and Black Rangers, respectively, mm-hmm. uh, return the the OGs, and then uh, we've got Catherine and Rocky, who were the uh, second uh, Pink, and then Red Rangers uh, show up. Um, like I, I guess the the original idea was to have as many original cast members yeah. come back as possible. Um, uh, Twee Trang, who was the original Yellow Ranger, she died in 2001 in mm. a car wreck, so that was not a possibility for her. For whatever reason, Amy Jo Johnson, uh, who was the original Pink Ranger, didn't come back. I don't know if there's a money thing. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, none of my business. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, I don't know her. I don't owe her, owe her anything. <laughs> she seems nice. I don't know. She she seems very supportive of her her uh, fan base. That's good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's fine. Um, but uh, and then Austin St. John, who is the original Red Ranger, in some legal trouble currently, oh, so okay. w- wasn't able to to come back. And then uh, of course uh, Jason David Frank, who played Tommy, the original Green Ranger, he died. Uh, I think Recently. during the making of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So was he also not a it, possibility? Yeah. Was he in it or planning to be? Like, uh, to my knowledge, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there was some like beef between some of the mm. original cast or. I don't know. I, I really don't know the ins and outs of some of that stuff. That's why I ate chicken, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Is that an In-N-Out burger reference, Stephen? I, I'm just saying... I have no beef with anybody. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Okay. I was like, I know this is funny, but I, 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 my brain can't figure out why. Um, I'll have to say, oh, like, I, I'm happy with what we got. It was it was cool to see Walter Jones, uh, who plays Zach, and then um, David Yost, who plays Billy, come back. Um, for Do you know anything about David Yost as a, as a person? Like, were you, did you watch the original Power Rangers with the OG6? I will say that I I watched it. I was never as into it as you are. I mean, I was when I was like a little kid when we first, when it first came out, we were all fucking into Power Rangers. But over Mm -hmm. time, you know, not uh, so much so that when I saw the trailer for this, I was excited, but probably not going to watch it. But Mm -hmm. when I saw the Red Ranger, I was like, oh my God, they even got the original Red Ranger back. And then you told me a while ago, like, oh no, that's a different guy. And I was like, oops. So, no, I don't follow it enough. <laughs> I know the Blue Ranger's face and the Black okay. Ranger's face, like, when I saw them. But I also thought that of the Red Ranger. So, okay, take that, you know, what you will. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, with... Okay, 
how do I, I'm trying not to get too into the weeds with this, but like uh, David Yost, uh, he's a, a gay actor. And back in the day when he was uh, filming the original Power Rangers series, uh, I don't know that he was out at the time, mm-hmm. but I guess maybe some of the crew members found out and they were really giving him a hard time about it. Like they were bullying him and just, you know, being shitheads it's from the mid 90s. Yeah. Right. And um, he, so at a certain point, he just left the show like he was mm. still an active actor on the series well past him being a ranger. He was mm. like a supporting character on there. But at a certain point, uh, I remember this as it was a child. It was like, oh, yeah, Billy went in a spaceship to a different planet. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> it's like something had to go on here. And uh, like later in life, he would give interviews where he was talking about it. And he was like, yeah, he just like got to a certain point. He got fed up with it. So he just left. He just left. They didn't mm. pay worth shit anyway. Um, so it was not really a big deal. And he got into like TV production and whatnot. But all that to say, uh, it it warms my heart that mm. he still goes to these different Power Ranger conventions and like comic conventions. He has the helmet. He does the little like morphing pose and whatnot. He's, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's even though it was a uh, stressful time in his life, he's come around to see like, no, like all of us who are power Ranger fans, we fucking love him. Like regardless of what he's like in his real life, like it it doesn't matter to us. We just like, he was a superhero to me, you know? Yeah. So to see him come back and I, I, from what I understand, he's the one who kind of put this project together. I was like, damn, I, I I want this to, to be good so bad. And it, it was, it was like pretty good. Um, it's like between 40 and 50 minutes long, oh, okay. but uh, otherwise the the it's like a, a double size episode from back in the day, essentially. Um, Walter Jones, who is Zach the Black Power Ranger, he's a great fucking actor. Like, oh, that's fun, man. He's like the only one in this show where I was like. Oh, he's like acting. <laughs> like everyone, everyone else is like, I will say lines. I won't necessarily act. Um, you know, they had several decades away from being a Power Ranger to like, right. you know, maybe figure that out. But you know, who am I to judge? I can't act either. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, so uh, it. it was great to to see um, Zach uh, back in action and whatnot. Like, um, the, this show, this special, essentially mm-hmm. is a somewhat darker version of the TV show. It still has a lot of those, uh, rangery tropes, but, um, like early on, uh, Rita Repulsa, uh, the, their main like villain from back in the day, she, um, slight spoilers for this special. She gets fisted. Uh, uh well, uh, she, she kills one of the power rangers. What? She kills. Wow, that is yeah. darker. Holy shit! Yeah, she uh, she kills Trini, uh, the Yellow Ranger. Wow. Uh, so that that kind of uh, takes her off the board, and, and like a lot of the Rangers who can't be in the special are there in costume. So we just assume that's Jason, that's Kimberly, oh, okay. that's Trini, or whatever. Um, and you know the the other ones get captured. Trini gets killed, and then so that just leaves. Uh, Zach and Billy left to take over Damn. and uh, the story goes from there but like the overall show was not dark it's just like maybe one or two things that are like I'm sorry what are we doing <laughs> right. here what uh, pardon moi uh, but I fucking enjoyed it you know I, I'd love for them to make some more specials like this but from what I understand Hasbro who now owns the Power Rangers license uh, they've got different plans for the Rangers going forward but this is like the 30th anniversary oh that's cool of the Power Rangers, yeah, yeah. so it's it's kind of fitting 
that would uh that would happen this year but uh yeah mighty Morphin power rangers once and uh always is that what it was mm. yeah once a ranger always a ranger um Real quick, uh, it seems like the the entire special was kind of like a a love letter to Twee Trang, who was the Yellow Ranger, because by the time you get to the end of it, um, and and there's a a lot of stuff with her legacy, with her daughter kind of taking over that Mm -hmm. mantle. Uh, When you get to the end of it, uh, there's a a, a kind of a a black and white photo of uh, Twee Trang. Um, that that pops up and then also one for jason david frank so it's like oh uh well he's dead now so we gotta like throw his photo in there as well so it was kind of like one of those weird things that we've got multiple power rangers actors uh dead at this point but i mean such is life you know um it was it was good to have them while they were here but uh yep. You know, we're all going to die at, at some point. So, you know, maybe there's no. We'll see what happens on episode 303. Who knows? You know? Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, we'll see what comes up with this show with all shows. But um, mm-hmm. I am intrigued by that. I, like I said, I was I was excited that it was coming out more for you than anything um, that they were releasing that special. And especially because it came out of nowhere for me. I just saw the trailer one day and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And the fact yeah. they got some people back and. Um, it's just a cool thing that they were able to do and put together. And, uh, I didn't think I was going to watch it, but, and I, I probably won't, but, um, I like that it exists out there. You know, I was a big, yeah. big Power Rangers fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know that you, uh, you know, keep up with them more and everything. So I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, got a little bit going on there. It was nice. You know, it, it seemed like a little treat. They didn't have to do it, but they did it out of, uh, uh, just kind of like giving back to the fandom and uh yeah i i appreciate the the effort if anything that's really cool yeah i really like that um, i like it so how do i transition away from power rangers to what i'm about to talk about Hell. uh i assume you saw power rangers on a streaming service Twas on netflix my dear boy i also watched something on netflix oh my god perfect transition the are true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so I actually have two, two last things for myself. I'm not sure how many you have for today. You're like, I have fucking 30. Um, you you said two winty (laughs) two. I, I personally only have two, uh, and we'll see how many we can fit in for you, but, um, mine kind of go together. So I'm going to mention them together if that's okay with you. And they're both Netflix things and they both were, uh, ones I watched in the last like two weeks or so. The first one was a movie I was looking forward to watching, but I put off for a little while. Uh, I'm a big Jonah Hill fan, and I like him as an actor, but I hadn't, I still haven't seen okay. his movie mid-90s that uh, he directed. I mean, I'm intrigued by that, but mm-hmm. he made another movie, a documentary of sorts, that I was really intrigued by on Netflix, and it's called Stutz. Stutz is a Stutz. weird name because it's the name of his therapist, and the documentary that is the film is he goes to therapy, essentially. It's uh, Jonah Hill had some issues like we all do and he went to a therapist and this i don't know what you're talking about i, <laughs> I would never everybody went for it stutz is the guy's name and essentially it helped jonah hill so much that he it, this guy in particular in his style that he wanted to share it with the world he wanted to share this guy and his his incredible life with the world but also some of the tasks or things that he can he he gave jonah you know tools rather uh to approach his life better and and to get better results so uh it was interesting it's it's a it's a documentary shot in black and white and it's kind of just it just presented as a jonah hill is sitting across from 
his therapist Stutz, and they just kind of talk back and forth. And the idea is that okay. it is not just a therapy session of Jonah Hill. It is a about his therapist's life. And then they want to go through the tools and stuff. He has these kind of like drawings that he does. But uh, you find out about his life. Like he has Parkinson's. He, he kind of talks like he has a little bit of a, not a stutter, but it's almost like staccato like that, right? And then he is, okay. he's kind of shaky and stuff. And at first I was just like, you know, maybe he's just older or whatever. But then he was like, no, he has Parkinson's. Uh, but they kind of lean into that. Like they use his actual drawings that are a little scribbly and stuff, but it's cool to see that. Uh, mm. and I put this off for a while because, uh, like, like I said, a lot of us, uh, could use therapy. I feel like I could, but I can't get there. Like I, I have a mental block about it. And uh, in general, I just try to get through life. And, uh, well, I, Steven, you're a man. Yeah, exactly. That's why we don't need it. <laughs> exactly. We don't talk to anyone. I, you know? I took, I needed this. I, I feel like pop culture helps me in a lot of aspects. It, it helps me for better or worse. It, it helps me in how I interact with the world and how I have relationships with people. Uh, it helps me if I have like a movie in common with someone, that's like a way we can bond like movies and, right. and music and stuff like that. That's how I'm going to bond with someone. Uh, and the same way I feel like maybe pop culture is going to save me someday in that way. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I almost needed to watch this as a step to get to, to help myself a little bit better. And it was nice to see like Jonah Hill talks about like how he had that typical sort of therapist relationship with other ones where they, they go in and you're like, I have these problems. And they're like, how did that make you feel? And that's pretty much all they give you. And he's like, it didn't really work for me. I, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more of a push. I need a little bit more of a conversation. And uh, Stutz, like when he goes in there, he's like, yeah, what do you, Jonah's like, what do you tell me every time I come in for a therapy session? And he's like, oh, you're going to tell me all the shit you have in your life, aren't you? I'm like, oh, that's the kind <laughs> of therapist I want. Like, yeah. you can just joke around about like, yeah, this is kind of shitty or whatever. Uh, so mm. it was good. It was uh it's really interesting. It kind of breaks apart in the movie where he realizes they made it over like two years and Jonah's kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't really know how to shape this into a movie. They reveal at one point color comes on instead of black and white and they reveal that Jonah's wearing a wig and they're on a green screen set because they came back to film years later and it doesn't match right. And he's like, I, I feel like I'm faking it and I don't know why we're faking this and just acting like we're on the same day and filming this in black and white. And it's like really revealing. So it was really cool to see yeah. that. Uh, so I would That's recommend awesome. it. It's very neat. It's, it's pretty short. It's like an hour and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like documentaries. And, and this was like a, an interesting kind of concept. I This is another one I've never heard of. So I'm glad you you mentioned oh, this awesome. because this sounds like something that I've been trying to find. I've, I feel yeah. like I've been kind of stuck in somewhat of a rut here recently where I'm just like, uh, just before bed, I want to watch something, but I don't want it to be like too heavy or too story focused. Right. But uh, yeah, this sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Dude, you should totally check it out then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of watch it. Watch it. I, again, I don't oh, believe in yeah. therapy. I'm a man. I won't right. do it. You know? <laughs> I've got so much dry drywall here. I've yet to punch a hole through. It's fine. I'm fine. No one to worry about me. Oh my god! I thought you were about to say that you were gonna hang a bunch of drywall because that's what men do, and uh, that helps me with my problems. But no, you have to hang more because you punched holes in the rest of it. Got it. Got it. Yes. <laughs> my living room is getting smaller and smaller. It's just shrinking. <laughs> Oh, oh my boy. god, it's amazing. It used to feel <laughs> but bigger that was... in here. You still feel pretty big, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's so claustrophobic in here. Let me open this up for you. There we go. Oh and god. I feel better for some reason, but it's only temporary. Uh, I don't fantastic. know what it is. Pass me another sheet. <laughs> but yeah, I would think uh, it'd be good for you for a lot of a lot of men in particular, I feel. And and yeah. Jonah Hill. 
his kind of comedy, right? And especially back in the day, like the and and Seth Rogen, all those guys, whatever. Um, it, it almost went towards like that immature, I would say, white male a lot of times, and too, mm-hmm. but immature males. Uh, like that stuff, and I like that over time they've grown into such adults, and then now they're like putting stuff out to help people. So, uh, yeah, much like that type of male would probably not seek therapy. Hey, Jonah Hill did it. Now I feel like, oh, I could do that if Jonah did it. You know, um, there's mm-hmm. some kind of thing there where I respect him and, and like him, and uh, res- you know, like that he is putting this out there, or whatever. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, making making himself vulnerable like that is is something that's not oh, always gosh. easy to do. Totally uh, for men, and it's like one of those weird hurdles we have to get over and uh, destigmatize because it's there something that could be wildly beneficial to all of us so yeah you know and uh, plus sheetrock is really fucking expensive dude like <laughs> you thought therapy was expensive sheetrock <laughs> oh my god saved yourself some coin you know during Go covid the all the all the construction materials went up in price it still has not yeah. gone down uh, Brent, oh my god you can't sustain this there's so much particle board <laughs> that i fist fought and it's one like most of the time you know I got so many splinters in my nuts. Oh, man. That's too bad. Oh, That's God. too bad. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah. So I wanted to keep going with this because sure. mine directly is related to it. It is also another Netflix documentary. It is also about mental okay. health. Uh, but this one, even more than Stutz, might help you out because this one's about psychedelics. Uh, oh, okay. Psychedelic assisted therapy, to be exact. So Interesting. there is a show out on Netflix, and I had heard about this guy, and I've seen him on some uh, various like interviews and whatever on YouTube. Uh, there's a guy named Michael Pollan, and even though his name is Pollan, oh my god, wow, I know he's okay. he's actually just a giant bee. He's not a person. I almost sneezed just thinking about Pollen. I've been sneezing even without trying to think about Pollen. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but Michael Pollen is a uh, a writer. Um, uh, he's like I don't know what you'd call him. He he has books about like eating well, like growing your own vegetables, um, how like we you know sustained on sugar and stuff like that. But he also has a few different properties about drugs and psychedelics and 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 mental health and everything. So he has a book that I just got that I haven't read yet, and they made a documentary about it. And it's called How to Change your mind and he has another one called this is your mind on plants and so this one is a four-part documentary series i think they're all 50 to uh 50 minutes to an hour so they're pretty short each episode goes in a different type of psychedelic and the idea is that a lot of this research has been quashed over the years you know due to the war on drugs and stuff but like during like the 50s and 60s there was like a lot of great research about how um, you know, like LSD is the first episode that one can help with like trauma victims or PTSD. The second episode, uh, I believe is about, um, mushrooms and psilocybin. The third episode is about, uh, Molly is about MDMA or uh, ecstasy. Um, in okay. particular, that drug I've always only heard is like a party drug and whatever, but it's in particular very good for PTSD healing. So they're doing a lot mm. of research with, with, uh, MDMA and, um, uh, PTSD like war veterans right so that's been helping oh, them a man. lot the fourth episode is about peyote and uh, mescaline is the, the drug in that but uh, they go into a lot of the history of them how they've been researched or not how they were found all that kind of stuff the peyote episode in particular was really interesting because it's grown only on, uh, in Mexico and the United States on either side of the Rio Grande River is the only place in the world these little cactus grow these little cacti grow uh, and they're like they're farmed, basically uh, scavenged by the Native Americans in both countries and used as like religious and religious ceremonies. So most of that episode was not so much about mind 
altering effects. It was about mm-hmm. showing them in their culture, and that was fascinating. So uh, they do a really good job of like kind of throwing a lot of stuff out there. And um, uh, as much as therapy is probably good for me and, and helpful, um, I'm going to say that I think the drug version sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> and it was really interesting. There's a lot of research, some really truly research, like good stuff out there that this could really help people. Yeah. And not just about, you know, expanding your mind, but uh, about actually improving or, or helping your mind. So uh, How to Change Your World is the pod, or is the uh, sorry, the documentary on Netflix. There's a book series mm-hmm. about that as well. Michael Pollan. Wait, you how can to check change your mind. How to change right? your mind. How yeah. to change mm-hmm. the world. I don't know how to do that. Got to start with one. Man, I don't even time. know how to change my pants. Dude, tell me about it. How to change the world. That's why I wear oh shorts. Because I can see oh through the like, end. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so I can get through there. Pants. Too long of a journey. That's right. You don't know what's going to be at the end of it. Exactly. You know, you get scared halfway through. You get past that knee, you're like, oh, God. oh God, here it comes. I can feel it. Um, so in the, the you said the fourth episode it has Garfield in it? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, wow, who's going to peyote? I was like, obviously Garfield. So he's going to buy some lasagna. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to say yes. And, okay, and yeah. then what is going on with this? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a good delivery. Cool. I was like, do they eat? lasagna yeah probably yeah. lasagna in an episode at least one episode yeah it's like okay. on netflix it's legally uh binding you have to include lasagna at some point it could be like a a uh polaroid photo tacked up on a uh a wall somewhere but you know it's lasagna be must there. be present yeah that's true that's true and that's just yeah. that's all of hollywood at this point yeah absolutely it's the garfield clause mm-hmm. hello do you have your lasagna license <laughs> do you <laughs> Australia out of nowhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine, you know, it's a transplant, you know, moved here, yeah, moved to Hollywood, you know, seeing the yeah. sights that I'll never see. And I fucking live in this country. Hey, well, yeah, right. Yeah. Why would you? Have you ever seen the Statue of Liberty? Nope. I saw a, a photograph once. <laughs> it was cool. I think they have Captain America's shield on it. I saw it in the movie once. That's pretty good. I do think... The one time I've been to New York and we did see the Statue of Liberty, I visited my brother and he had been to there a New Yorker for a while. So they don't want to do like the yeah. touristy stuff. Right. So we were like, hey, we want to take the like the tour boat to the Statue of Liberty and like go tour it. And they were like, let's not do that. If you just take the ferry to Staten Island, you dr- you just go right by it. And it's, no. it's, it's way cheaper. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And you do. And it was pretty good. But I always feel like, eh, let's just take this ferry. We'll come right back to where we were. It's like, it's $10 instead of $45. Yeah. You get the gist of it, all right? Yeah. And let's keep going. It's the fucking statue. Who cares? Yeah. Plus, you end up in fucking Staten Island, bro. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, though. We can go here and watch a yeah. statue. Or we can go over here and get a fist fight. Where are we going? <laughs> Got it. Staten Island. Got it. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Seton Island. <laughs> Is he Lasagna? Oh I don't know why that gets me so hard. That's great, know. man. I don't know why you went there, but You're I did. really good at it, though. I like it. All right, hey, thank you. All right, thank so you. how do you want to? How do you want to finish this off here? Uh, well, reach around, I've, or? I've, I've got a couple of things. So let me uh, let me see if I can get through this somewhat okay. speedily. So um, not quite a documentary, but it's uh, purported to be as such. Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Oh, it's a, a twenty twenty. Two movie from A24 that I've been looking forward to seeing for quite some time, and it finally.
finally ended up on, uh, I think, Showtime here in the States. Okay. And I was like, fuck yes, I'm so excited. So I watched it. Uh, and I meant to mention this on the last pop culture catch-up episode, but we were running long. Oh, and been I was a like, bit. fuck, I'll get it next time. But uh, the have, are you familiar with Marcel, the show with the shoes on? Yeah, we like the YouTube shorts, but I've, I've never, never seen, seen the movie. any of them. Okay, this is wild to me. How did you watch, like, why would you watch the movie then? Uh, I saw a trailer for it. My okay. wife and I we went to go see some movie, and I saw that. It was probably, uh, it might have been, I don't know, some, like, kids movie. I don't know if right. it was, like, Puss in, <laughs> Two Puss, Two Boots, but, you know, it was something akin to that. Uh-huh. To where it was, like, somewhat family-friendly gotcha. um, uh, shit beforehand. Right, uh, and then I had the trailer yeah. for that. Yes. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, man, that looks cute as shit. Yeah, so it does, and I think the trailer does a good enough job if you didn't know the history of it. Uh, I just find that interesting that you watched it without knowing the previous stuff, and then my, my brother, the one that took me on the Staten Island Ferry, uh, he also recently told me they watched that movie, and I was I was shocked because he's not a YouTube guy at all, and I was like, oh, how did you even know about this? Same thing, they just, like saw a trailer for it, but uh, uh, Amanda and I have seen that um, that YouTube stuff for a long time now. We've we Amanda and I have watched Marcel... Uh, the shell on YouTube for like years and years. And we love Jenny Slate. She's on Parks and Rec. So we love her, yeah. her comedy and stuff. Uh, and then I was so shocked that they made a movie, especially an A24 movie. So yeah. uh, anyway, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm very curious to know what you thought, especially not having a history with it. So, oh my God, Steven is so fucking cute. Uh, Ooh, I love it, it. it really is. There's no, I don't think there's any cursing at all. Not a hell, not a damn, nor a fuck, mm-hmm. nor a shit. <laughs> My favorite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> That's when he was getting raw, you know? <laughs> oh, his book Raw Dog in it. He was Raw Dog in yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um so uh yeah, like it it, it was just a, it's it's very cute. It's about a literal like shell that has one googly eye on it and yep. has some like little like plastic shoes on or whatever like it's it's very straightforward so silly. this guy rents a an airbnb house um he happens to be a documentarian he's there and he makes a little documentary about the shell that lives in the place where he's staying and gotcha. uh, you meet his his parents and his uh, his grandparents and whatnot and um uh i'm, I'm trying to remember that the series of events i it's been like a couple of months since I've seen this, but like I have the impression in my brain of fucking in devouring this movie. Oh, I like it. I was there for every bit of it. Even though it's family friendly, there is not really a dark scene, but it does deal with one of Marcel's family members um, passing away. Mm. Uh, so if you have young children, just keep that in mind whenever you you watch this, because that might stir up a conversation you might right, need right. to have. Uh but otherwise, it was just fucking lovely. It, there's no, like, hardcore plot. Like, at a certain point, Marcel mm. wants to venture out to uh, find some of his family that got taken. There were other shells that were, like, in a sock drawer or something that got mm-hmm. uh, thrown in a suitcase by the, the previous tenants, and they, they stormed off. Um, but it was just... It, it, I think it's like an hour and a half long. Uh, it doesn't seem too, too long. doesn't overstay its welcome. That's like, good. I, I kind of wanted more, which is exactly the spot where I wanted to be. I want more, but I'm also kind of glad there wasn't more of mm-hmm. it, you know, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, man, I would highly fucking recommend this. It's a oh, 24. Like they have a high hit rate with me. Um, obviously, Tusk, number one. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else pales in comparison. I do mm-hmm. actually kind of like Tusk, though. You know, that, <laughs> it's that walrus good, man. Suit is, that walrus suit is fucking, <laughs> it's fucking creepy. That's a thing. That's a thing. 
but yeah, man, uh, Marcel, the show with shoes on. If you've seen the YouTube videos, then Stephen, I would highly um, encourage you and your yeah. wife to to check this out. It's, it's fucking great. I bet I would like it. Um, one number one question: Did your wife watch it with you? Did she like it? Uh, she did not watch it with me. Okay. I would think yeah. she would like it. Uh, it's quirky, but it's funny. Um, but I'm, I'm curious about that. But uh, mm-hmm. have you gone since then? Uh, if you want more, there's obviously like a back catalog. Have you tried any of the YouTube shorts since? I've not looked them up. Uh, I was waiting to mention it on this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Indeed. I did because I didn't really have context for like how prevalent it was. Like I'd literally never heard of this before. I saw oh, the movie yeah, trailer right before some a child's movie that yeah. I went to go see. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Because, like, in that original trailer, I think it says, mm-hmm. the internet sensation. I was like, oh, it's because Marcel is on the internet in the movie? But then, like, later, oh, right. after so, the yeah. fact, I found yeah. out it was via YouTube videos. But it's great. Like, I love Jenny Slate in general, mm-hmm. but, like, what she does with her voice to... Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> to make Marcel's voice, it's it sounds like her, but also not. Like, right. it's maybe two layers removed from a Jenny Slate voice. So, man, it's great. I, it I just, just really works. had a blast with it. And uh, I think the cinematography is great. You know, classic A24 shit. It's just... It's wonderful. It really and is. It's Very such a simple concept, and they really do such great jokes with it, and it's so endearing. That's what I always thought. Mm. Like, it's so heartwarming. Marcel yeah. is like a really sweet soul. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a goofy concept, but also I love anything that can make something with such simple things. Like, they, it's like literally stuff they have around. Like, I assume, what I'm curious about uh, when, I re- when I watch the movie or when you go back and watch some of the old YouTube stuff is if they recycled jokes from those or mm-hmm. if it's all kind of brand new. Um, I was intrigued by the idea of making that a full feature. That seems absurd to me because it works such uh, so well as like a, a short. But um, mm-hmm. and my brother did say that he thought it was uh, too long. But otherwise, he thought it was endearing and sweet and all that stuff, too. So uh, I'd be curious. But I know at least some of the things are still there. But the concept is just so simple. And uh, man, what a just a, a delight, you know, it so, really is. Yeah. yeah. I look so, forward so to that. Man. Done. It's a little bit of like stop motion animation mixed with like. For I sure. don't even know what necessarily, but it's it's just delightful. Truly is. Excellent, man. Um, so that's like something for the whole family. Something for like maybe a young adult up uh, is this anime series from 2022 called Blue Lock. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I've never heard but, of that. But uh, as the name suggests, uh, it has to do with soccer. No, it's, I don't even understand like with the correlation there really. <laughs> but um, uh, you and your wife recently got into soccer when uh, the World Cup happened yeah the end of last year i think uh yeah world so, cups in general amanda's grew up on soccer and stuff grew it up playing okay. a lot of it but yeah lately we've yeah. gotten way more into it um now this is not necessarily something i would recommend to you guys uh because it is very um i just don't know i don't know that i could can ever convince your wife to watch anime you know but i would say that blue lock is a soccer based anime that's that's the world that it's takes place in but it's also a little bit like soccer meets um oh god i'm trying to remember the name of that uh that netflix show with the the costumes and the weird like games power games oh god (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah kind of it's japanese sure uh but yeah so they it's like a bunch of uh soccer players in japan younger soccer players, uh, they essentially, um, I don't know if kidnapped is the right word, they get this offer to go to the soccer training 
camp called Blue Lock. And uh, there's this big like mastermind guy behind the whole thing. He has all these players get together and he's trying to find the ultimate striker, which I guess is a position in soccer. Right. I'm kind of learning stuff as I'm watching this. There you go. Um, and everybody uh, that's in there, they want to be the number one striker in Japan so they can go on to, uh, you know, be on Japan's team or whatever and, and kind of lead the charge that way. However, everyone else who doesn't get that, their soccer career is over. And it's like the end of the world to these people. Mm. Like, you're not dying like in Squid Game, but your soccer career is over. You you can no longer play soccer professionally uh, in if you get kicked out. Right. right. Um, so it kind of goes through that. I got to be honest with you. Like I was not super into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary reason I was watching this is because uh, the anime podcast get animated that I listened to. We're going over this and they watch a couple of episodes a week. So it's trying to keep pace with that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I got to a point where I was like, I had a little bit of extra time, just a little bit of extra time. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go ahead and finish this series. So I don't have to like try to budget it throughout a given week or whatever. I've seen the whole thing at this point and kind of like John wick in that I was not super into the John wick movies, but the end of the second one, which is as far as I've seen has an interesting enough hook at the end of it that I'm like, right. Well, goddamn! I kind of wanted to watch the next one, and that's what Blue Lock does. It ends in an interesting way to where I'm like, "Well, I might just try season two if or when that ever comes out." So um, it does say there's it, one coming in 2024. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, well, apparently I have time to uh, to get ready for that one, I suppose. But I think my my prom, my primary issue with it is like it's just filled with a bunch of people who are hyper competitive, and I'm just not competitive not no about shit like that. You know, right. like maybe a little bit of uh, competition here and there is okay but like being so fixated on like I have to be the best of the world at putting this ball over there <laughs> like it's just like okay like I don't when you put no, it that way yeah that's like right. all sports are to be it's like I have this hostess cake I need to put it in that net on this ice real quick as quick yeah, as okay. I possibly can you know alright that said my wife and I have been watching a lot of NBA basketball recently it's the playoffs and uh, we're just having a great time with it it's like I am ah, shocked why me too it's it, it just happened to be on live tv once and we like got sucked into it it just moved so quickly it was like wow. i kind of like this basketball and, is fun uh, for that it does move quickly yeah it does it does yeah i like that and uh and hockey and soccer i think right. are the big, those big three are, it's like those are great movement ones. you know so yeah it's good. i uh, um, i agree with that by the way i um i've seen one basketball game one professional basketball game in real life mm-hmm. and like a lot of sporting events that i've ever been to that i was like i don't know why i'm going to this, this is not intriguing once you're there it's even better dude if they ever take yeah, like a commercial sure. break and they take a moment they're firing fucking t-shirt cannons in the air they're like putting music on there's like confetti coming down it was like exciting it was yeah. way better than i expected <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i'm i'm noticing so i'm like okay i, I kind of dig this you know something I there. Don't, interesting I, I don't have like a deep affiliation with any teams like right. okc you know i live in oklahoma okc got funneled out of the competition way early on from what i understand Uh-oh. so i'm like I guess I'll just watch this for funsies. I don't know, you know? Yeah, but it's not even like the Thunder's playing, and you're like, I'm going to watch the local team make it. Yeah. It's like, no, they're out, actually. We just yeah, started I'll watching just... the Kansas City Blue Balls, and That's uh, right. they're going to make it. They're going to put that ball in the goal. You know, the the problem with rooting for the Blue Balls is like, every time I'm like, oh, they're almost there. They're almost <laughs> there, but then, like, not quite, you know? It's like, I invited the them edge. once, but they never they're came. Just, 
I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like they're edging glory, but but never quite making it, you know? One day their day will come, Stephen. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope yep. it comes. Absolutely. Uh, so Blue Lock is kind of just okay for me, right. but uh, uh, one of my friends uh, is big into soccer, so I might recommend it to her. Uh, and then I've got, oh, fuck. How, how are we doing on time on your end, Stephen? Time is 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 fluctuating. It's the fact that you did. I, I want to commend you for doing such a professional podcasting job during that last segment, because uh, a majority of it, I had my mic muted and I was sneezing up a storm on the other side of this Skype and you kept it going like a professional. So it's more like it's more that my body's attacking me like usual. <laughs> so I might have three items in me. OK, is that, is that help? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have three items in me. Uh, that's a mm. different scenario. That's for later on tonight. I want you. I'm not even joking. I want you to stand up right now and turn around. <laughs> I want you to shake. And if anything falls out, you are not tight uh-huh. enough, Stephen. You gotta yeah. suck that up. That's right. That's right. I don't want to see that jewel fall out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you Do you have other stuff you want to talk about on I'm, your end? No, I, I I'm done okay. with mine stuff though. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, so I'm going to get. Uh, grosser and grosser on these okay. next couple of things and uh, each of these two things are two things so i'm mm. sorry that's confusing but we're gonna go for it have you ever seen train spotting from 1996 dude i still Dan- never seen that danny boyle wow steven i don't know if i, I can things. recommend this movie it's a good movie but i have a very specific issue with watching it it's not a feel-good movie mm-hmm. at all um I, and i have kind of somewhat heard people, I guess, critics of it from when it came out back in 96, say that it glorifies drug use. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, it makes it does not. It is. It makes it seem miserable. Not right. to be a counterpoint to what you're saying about the uh, that Netflix documentary. Mm. But well, sure. They're good and bad. I mean, yeah. You know, what uh, kind of drugs are they doing in train spotting, though? Isn't that like heroin or some shit? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, heroin is not heroin is not going to be on that Netflix documentary about being like it's going to free your mind. No, heroin's yeah. going to put you in the fucking ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, ironically, heroin is not going to save you. Uh, it is. <laughs> it seems like bad news all the way around. You yeah, know, gross drug uh, too to me. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god the 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 imagery of train spotting is like it's very well shot. Uh, I, I think Danny Boyle does a great job with that. Are you, mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of his movies? Yeah, I love Danny Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh God, that Dude, like twenty days later. I I saw it once. I don't mm-hmm. remember it, but uh, over on the Blank Check podcast, they've been running through his filmography, which is why I watched this. Mm. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I kind of want to see tw- uh, Twenty Eight Days Later now. Maybe the 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 previous Twenty Seven movies as well. You know, I, <laughs> see see how things got to this point. There's Twenty Seven Dresses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a prequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seven Samurai is in there somewhere. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 20 uh, I got nothing else uh, yeah, I was talking 26 yeah <laughs> yeah listener you fill in the blanks god damn it <laughs> we're doing a lot um, but uh, Trace Bonding is a, is a very gross movie it takes place in Scotland there's a lot of heroin use amongst Ewan McGregor's character Johnny Lee Miller is in this as right. well some other uh, actors uh, Train Spotting uh, does not really have a, a, a like a one plot necessarily it's when I was watching, excuse me, when I was watching it, it was more like a um, 
a, a little bit of a slice of life and then there's some like crimey shit that happens toward okay. the end of it uh i thought it was entertaining um borderline good there was just something that's like reprehensible in it that i right. did not like and it's just the element i'm not saying it's a bad movie i'm just mm-hmm. saying that with me the the how i'm wired i don't want to see animals or children get hurt uh it's certainly certainly not dead and uh you know spoilers for this movie potential trigger warning as well uh there's a a dead baby in this movie oh gosh and they show it oh yeah you know it's hard to to see even even though i know it's movie magic and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's still like (laughs) movie magic making babies dead I think it's in the ILM documentary on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, you know. So when we were making the baby dead as fuck. <laughs> Ashes a cigarette at the camera. Jesus. Um, so, so that part was difficult to see. There's also a, a famous shot of uh, Ewan McGregor crawling out of a toilet. Right. It's supposed to be the most disgusting toilet in Scotland. And it is. It's, it's pretty fucking gross. Um, the whole movie is grimy. It, it seems like the people who were doing the drugs... That you see them get high, and it, it it seems like it's euphoric to them, but to us as the viewer, it seems grimy and gross mm. and just like horrifying, you know. Um, but it's something that they're addicted to. They they can't not do it, right? right. So it's kind of them just like being shitty slacker dudes. Mm-hmm. And as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, but to what end is all this going for? And then by the time you get to the end of the movie. There's somewhat of a resolution, mm-hmm. which brings me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is T2 train spotting. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the official name. Yeah. Right. I Yeah, I finished it today, as a matter of fact. And um, this is from 2017. So close oh, to. Wow. It's already been uh, six years. Jesus. Yeah. So it's been, what, 20 years later? Yeah. Uh, 21. Yeah. Um, and this one is. I really liked this one. Oh, I thought wow. the sequel was better than the first one. Uh, number one, no dead babies in it. <laughs> We're off to the races, dude. It's That's great. already one more star, at least. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one had a, a bit more of a plot. It, it, uh, it Less of a slice of life and more of a... Um, a reuniting of old acquaintances, not necessarily friends, but these people come back into each other's lives. And there's also an element of like a revenge story uh, that so happens because of the, the first movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really appreciated this. There's a lot of nods back to the first train spotting. I think the, the best way to watch these two movies is back to back or within, you know, maybe a week of each other just so you can catch some of those references. Yeah. But um, yeah, like overall, I thought these movies were enjoyable, except for that one very specific moment that uh, I do not care for. But it was like, I kind of get it, but I was like, I don't want it, you know, it's right. like if you were trick or treating and then uh, instead of putting candy in your candy bowl, they just gave you like a hobo shoe. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't. I could simply just take. The, I don't want this. I would appreciate it if you just would not do this anymore. But I get the joke. I guess it is what it is. It I thought is you were what saying they gave you like an apple, and Brent doesn't waste food. But they gave you a shoe, and Brent doesn't waste food. So Brent is going to eat a hobo shoe that night. I would eat an apple. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love apples. <laughs> I like fruits and veggies. Yeah, I'm but a very cool guy. Shoes? Yeah. You yeah. Like, do you like eating shoes? 
no, but I mean, like, you don't have a foot fetish, though. I I don't have a foot fetish, and also it kind of depends on how it's seasoned, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, big ketchup guy for that, I believe. <sighs> Which is why I don't eat shoes because I don't like ketchup. Oh well, I'm more of a, of a brown mustard type of gal, oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey man. Hey. D- hey dude. Hey man. Hey dude. Hey you get. Hey hey dude. Hey. Do you have any gray poupon, dude? Oh shit, you do. Holy shit. I can the best traffic stop I've ever been at, officer. <laughs> this guy's clearly uh, drunk. We're taking him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's uh, train spotting from '96, and then T2 train spotting from 2017. All right, so I have not yeah. seen either of those. I was gonna say that there's a sequel. And that we're that falls into something we're kind of doing with these like long term legacy sequels or or just like a one one and two parter. Uh, I did not even think about those as being put that list though because I've, I for whatever reason even though I love Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor I've just never watched Train Spotting. It's one of those that's on my list. I, I feel mean, like I will get to eventually, but just never have, and I never think about it. So there you I go. Mean, I can add it to the, to the list <laughs> if you like, so you can watch it again. Uh, I'll Maybe eventually we'll part. get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Maybe eventually. Um, and then the other one, as if that was not gross enough, you know, seeing somebody crawl their entire body out mm. of a shit-covered toilet. Right. The aforementioned baby. And then, you know, a bunch of other, like, hard drug use shit. Mm-hmm. That's not the grossest movie I've seen recently, Stephen. Oh, man. The grossest two movies I've seen recently, Stephen. <laughs> you, you're, like, gearing up for this, man. You know, recently I've somewhat uh, sung the praises of the movie streaming service MUBI, M-U-B-I. Yeah. It's a curated cinema uh, go-to spot, right? Like, they have a lot of really interesting stuff. A lot of, like, not just indie, but, like, deep bench indie stuff. Like, plus it's international. It's all over the place. And it's uh, a lot of quality stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Our tour type of stuff. That's it. I uh, came across a movie. I was like, oh, that's right. I heard about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, both of them are on here. Okay, cool. Oh, you know, if I have time, I'll get to this. You found well, time? Well, it turns out I found the time. <laughs> to your detriment? Kinda. Okay. I was, I was curious. I heard about this cat named Lars von Trier. Oh, my God, Brent. What the fuck did you watch? <laughs> What did you watch, Brent? I'm scared for you. What did you watch? Steven, have you ever heard of a movie called Nymphomaniac? Yes. Volumes one and two. Did you watch the and, uncut? Oh, my and God, And not Brent. only that, but the extended director's cut <gasps> of both films. Brent, you did it. Both from 2013. Oh, my God. Because I, I have. Uh, okay. <laughs> I will say, first off, Lars Van Trier is not for Brent, but maybe it is, and I'm very intrigued by this. Please continue. Um, well, I guess the theme that I'm trying to t- uh, tie to train spotting is that um, uh-huh. not necessarily glorifying uh, what you think the premise would be. So train spotting is not glorifying drugs. Nymphomaniac, despite its title of someone mm. just like... Uh, being addicted to sex. Pretty fucking gross. Um, yep. and no judgment to people who uh, can get it. Uh, but this is like to the detriment of your own person, right? So oh, right. Uh, have you 
seen these movies? So I have seen most of part one. Uh, okay. But th- when I watched it, the unrated or whatever, the extended director's cut, I was watching it and it went off of uh, it went off when I went off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the socks, this poor socks. <laughs> it went off whenever uh, before I finished it, whatever streaming service it was. So I never uh, got to finish the first one. Mm-hmm. And I only recently tried. I, I don't remember what it was on. I did try to watch it again, but it was the regular version. And I was like, if I'm watching this, I'm going big. You got to get it all. Uh, you got to open your legs and let it all come in. So I have not seen it fully, but I, I've seen a train sequence that, uh, is definitely weird on that movie. Um, and there's a lot of weird stuff. Lars Van Trier is a weird guy. He makes very particular types of movies. I feel like any person named Lars, (laughs) number one, you got to ask some questions, you know, either you're the drummer for Metallica or you're every other fucking weirdo <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> these are these are your two options you pick your choice you know Man. um i i don't recall ever seeing any of uh von trier's movies before okay but i feel like i've seen the most possible of two movies right. of his. that's long and that's a lot it sure is steven yeah. and uh i i believe both of these movies the extended director's cuts are on hulu here okay. in the states right now i don't know uh, uh mitch boozy let us know if these movies if nymphomaniac <laughs> parts one and two <laughs> director's extended cuts are on disney plus up there and oh uh, my god could you the grand old imagine. state of canadia um nymphomaniac is a uh, a movie about a uh, fucking uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's an older gentleman who lives in I don't know some European country, and he comes across this this woman who's like bloodied up in an alley. He takes her back to uh, his home to like nurse her back to health or whatever. And she talks to him. She's like, "Oh, I'm a nymphomaniac," and they get to talking about her life. Yeah, and it's her fucking life. Like, oh, it's she's probably. Yeah. Uh, I, if I had to guess, she'd be in her like 30s or 40s or something like that. So it goes back to her being like a young child. Mm-hmm. And I was I was almost about to tap out at that yeah. point. I think I think I like turned my head for part of it. So uh, listeners, you know, journey forth at your own discretion, because right. there was certain parts of this where I had to look away. Because I was just like, I whatever this is, I this could possibly be something that's innocuous. I'm still going to look away. I don't want to see whatever this <laughs> yeah. could possibly be because I, I would not be able to wash it out of my brain. But um, it takes her through her life. There's a younger actress that plays the younger version of her uh, from like 15 uh, up through like her mid 20s or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the, the primary reason I wanted to watch this is kind of twofold. I heard that there were a, a lot of famous people that were in this still in Skarsgård. Um, uh, Christian Slater is in this. Oh, yeah. Um, Crazy. Uh, Sh- Shia LaBeouf, uh, before right. we all learned he was problematic as he was. Mm. Um, some, I, uh, come on, Brent, name one woman. One woman that's in this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. I can't. Uh, I'm trying to like, help you. I can't remember their names or anything, though. Yeah. Uh, um, like Charlotte Gainsbourg. Okay. She's yes, like the, yeah, main, believe- the main woman. She's the main one. Yeah. Uh, I, I've Mia never Goth? seen her in anything. Yes, Mia Goth. There we go. Right, there you go. 
Me a goth, uh, you a goth. Um, so she's uh, she's she's recounting her history, and we see all these flashbacks to it, and her interaction with all these these people. And the other reason is like I wanted to see how true it was about there being actual sex scenes in this movie. Oh yeah, and there are. Yeah, there they show penetration, and you know what? It is not even a little bit sexy. It is pretty fucking gross. I gotta keep it real, like. There's there's something about like the the movie posters for this has a lot of those actors yes essentially like having O faces right they're, yeah. they're, it looks like they're orgasm or whatever and I I guess before I like got to watch the movie I thought it was going to be like a um um God what is it uh, f- an anthology type of movie oh, okay where yeah. you see all these different characters and they right. talk about like it's almost like a, a a group meeting where you go to like uh sex fuckers anonymous or whatever you would call right. that uh-huh. um i thought it's gonna be that type of mm-hmm. thing sure and um they recount their stories but no like they all kind of relate to her uh and uh her whole thing which her is like she's thing. the her, <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> well played we um, just made it worse i made it worse i'm sorry <laughs> But anyway, so, so it's just like recounting her sexual history and all these interactions with people. And um, I, I was reading about the filmmaking because I was like, are they putting the actual actors through this? Mm. Because I would feel, I don't know, I, I would feel some kind of way about having my lead actress who, like the younger version of her, have like actual sexual intercourse with this. But then I, I saw that uh, like actual pornographic actors were used for mm. those scenes. Okay. Yeah. And they just like composited uh, an actor's face over the top of the, like, is that, that's not much better though, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, you're still out there sucking a dick. It's still your I, face I, at the end of the day. I, I, I suppose. But like, I, I guess if you're just trying to make the shot work or right. whatever, you know, like you're not actually doing it, but maybe you are like, I couldn't really tell. I I tried to look at the scenes. Yeah. Like I rewound it several times. Oh, like, sure. Really For science, it, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but couldn't really tell. That said, like there's some very, you know what? Real quick, I just want to, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, any person who's ever taken a dick inside of them because they're just ugly. <laughs> you know, you see them flaccid. They're not great to look at. You know. I thought it was just me, but it turns out it's like everyone. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a there's a lot of uncut ones in this movie, I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. And uh not for me. <laughs> you ever, you yeah. ever see a dick with a turtleneck on? <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I think this is interesting because I I I think we've we've discussed this before uh, on Friends podcast and stuff, but we are both mm-hmm. circumcised. And mm-hmm. I I don't think that I agree with circumcision now. I I do feel like it is a weird thing to do to a baby without them like them them choosing that uh but also and it's natural you know to to be uncircumcised but it, it looks weird to me it's like i this is what i'm used to so the opposite yeah. looks weird and wrong and i like what i have and so yeah when i when i see them it's it's not for me either yeah well uh watch this movie and then see if you have the same opinion yeah. because it's like oh i don't hmm, okay i mean no you know if there are listeners out there that have that situation in their lives and hey you know what more power to you mm-hmm. it's just just not for you yeah you know it's just not you know just that's all right hey i think in general dicks are not for us and that's okay you know yeah uh we gave it multiple years 
uh, trying that out, but it just didn't, you know, that's fine. Everybody, that's right. Not everybody can be cool. So, yeah, I, I still whistle in the wind, you know, <laughs> when there's a, a stiff Oklahoma wind blowing through. <laughs> a stiff Oklahoma dick wind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick wind. Yeah. There's just something about it. Uh-huh. Uh, dick wind is pretty strong today. <laughs> Sounds like there might be a twist on the horizon. <laughs> I, uh, I, have you ever seen any of his other movies, Large Frontier? I, I don't believe so. I okay. know there's one on movie right now that has uh, Kirsten Dunst in it. Melancholia. Yeah. Okay. And I've heard that's good, but I don't really yeah. know much of it. And I'm like, but am I, do I need that in my life right now? Right. I probably, I, I might just watch Marcel the, the shell with yeah. shoes on again. <laughs> He's actually doing the sequel, which is weird. Oh, shit. Yeah, Marcel, so. watch out. <laughs> Crawl inside, buddy. He's going to be crawling inside. That's the oh, problem. Oh, God damn yeah. it. Um, I, I feel like for me, Lars von Trier, uh, he obviously is very like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. Polarizing. Polarizing. Right. No, better Mm -hmm. word. Uh, polarizing is better. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're, they're not usually for me, but I'm intrigued enough by his stuff and, uh, they're, I don't know, they're, they're good enough to watch, but I have to have like years in between watching his movies. Uh, like I watched most of Nymphomaniac and then never finished it and then only tried it again like five years later most yeah. recently um, Melancholia I I remember not liking a ton it is um, Amanda's it's one of her least favorite movies of all time she fucking really? hates that movie interesting it, his movies are very slow very purposeful they're yeah. they're well constructed but they're very hard to watch um even in this one i i'd heard a little bit about this the uh nymphomaniac is the concluding trilogy chapter of his depression trilogy yeah so their uh melancholia is the second one of that the first one is the one i was going to ask you about which is called antichrist uh which i watched because cool name right uh yeah. has willem dafoe um has the same um uh, I just forgot her name again. Um, has the same woman from this, Charlotte Gainsbourg, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as the star of that one. And that movie uh, you should not watch because that movie is about a couple. Uh, the wife is going through a traumatic, like a, a psychotic break, and she and her husband go to a cabin in the woods to try to figure things out. He starts seeing weird visions. She starts getting like violently sexual, and they go there because their toddler died. And Jesus you see Christ. their toddler die. And the way it happens is they they're on the second floor window and he just like walks out of the window or something like nope. that. It's really like it's a really slow. It's like in the snow or something like that. It's a very like uh, uh, simple scene, but it's so traumatic, uh, terrifying yeah. to watch. And uh, and then there's some really weird shit in it. What I remember of that movie, I've seen the full thing of Antichrist. And what I remember of it is uh, uh, there's a scene with Willem Dafoe getting his like balls or dick like smashed. And I'm just like, his movies are just intense. Uh, mm. They're not really for me, uh, but I, I always end up coming back to something. There's enough. There's a movie called The House That Jack Built that came out a few years ago. That's like mm. a serial killer movie. They seem just dark and weird enough that I want to come back to them. But I have to have the years in between. Yeah. Now, I, I heard that this was the Nymphomaniac. Uh, those two movies were the end of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my year of trilogy, Stephen. <laughs> and I was like, as I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, OK, so this is like the end of a trilogy. But it's like self-contained. But I feel like I could like go back and rewatch the movies. Then I finished both of these movies. Right. I was like, I think I'm good. I think yeah. I, I think I'd be good for a little while. You just um, like done not- with them for a bit, you think? For a little while, not okay. always. Uh, I I do appreciate a a a good 
film, but like, you know, I feel like there's something about Nymphomaniac that most of it just looks gross. You know, even the stuff right. that's supposed to be sexy or whatever, it's just like there's an air about it where I'm just like, oh, girl, please don't do it. <laughs> don't, please. don't put that there. <laughs> yeah, do you, don't just don't just stay at home. It's just, very gross. His movies have a disgusting feel to them. Yeah, if you've ever uh, lived in an apartment that's been around for a while and you can see that they've repainted the walls, but there's still some weird oily sheen that permeates <laughs> the new paint. That's what this entire movie feels like to me. You know, sometimes grosser than that. It's a good it's description, like, man. I like that. Not, not good, but. Yeah. Uh, I like you were saying, I think the quality of the, the movie is good. It's just the, the subject matter uh, and the overall story itself yeah. is uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's wildly offensive, but it is like not the thing that I th- thought it was going to be initially. Right. So I'm kind of curious to see, you know, there's a lot of controversy about this movie coming out. And uh, I think they were trying to give it an X rating. I, I don't right. know if it was just NC-17 here in the States or, or what happened. But I wonder if any of those people that were worried about it actually watched the movie and had their opinion changed. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it, this is not a porno. I guess, I mean, it has pornographic scenes, but I would not call this a pornographic film. Right. Th- this is just depressing. Right. Uh fuck movie (laughs) (laughs) that's the uh there's like a famous quote about uh i don't i don't know how to define pornography but i don't want to see it this is not it this is this is not for kids getting their rocks off this is i think it it almost is a weird double feature with train spotting to me because that as well feels like it would be glorifying drugs like you said when Mm. it really is showing the dark underbelly of that sort of situation and this as well the nymphomaniac is like not a good thing it no. is a bad thing, and it is detrimental to her life, and it has many bad parts to her life, uh, mm-hmm. which she talks about over and over again in that. Um, but yeah, I I remember watching that for the first time, and I randomly put it on, and it was it's very jarring and weird, but I dug it for the most part. Uh, didn't get to finish it, and then only recently tried it again. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I really ever need to fully finish those, uh, but... Yeah, maybe maybe eventually I'll come back to him. We'll see if you ever come back to any of his other stuff. I'd be curious. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's on Hulu, both volumes. So, okay. I mean, if you have Hulu, now's your chance, Stephen. There you go. Um, so, volume one, two hours, 28 minutes. Wow. And volume two, two hours, 58 minutes. So, you've got, what, five and a half hours? Jesus, I can't believe you did that to yourself. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> I um, love too because, like... Once you get to the end of that first one, you're like, well, I have a second one already lined up. Like, uh huh. <laughs> and it's not like there was, it's not like there was that uh, intriguing of a cliffhanger right, right. at the end of volume one. I mean, it was like, okay, but it wasn't anything like, <gasps> right. what will happen next? It was just like, oh, probably just like grosser shit. And, and you have to finish it. I got that far. I was like, <laughs> okay. I only have three hours I'll, left. I'll throw this on, you know, like, yeah. what? I, what will the rest of this be like? And the spoilers, what a it's journey. Uh, weird and gross, man. But there it is. Lovely though. I'm, uh, I'm, I've been very intrigued with your trilogies this year, with your movie choices in general. You're really going mm-hmm. all out and doing whatever. And, uh, I love that yeah. as a, as a film buff, that's how I do it. Right. Like you just find weird shit mm-hmm. and sometimes you find great shit and sometimes you find Nymphomaniac. 
So yeah, sometimes <laughs> you find yourself a nymphomaniac. Yeah, uh, the least sexy, sexy movie I've ever oh seen my in my fucking life. So um, uh, there's that information. So yep. uh, I'm glad I can mark that one off my list, and we can all simply move on. That's great, man. Uh, all mm-hmm. right, do you want to? Is that enough for today, then? Do you think? Yeah, I, I think I'm good. I'm going to end on that. Unfortunately, fantastic. So I can't I believe have saved Marcel. <laughs> Well, this is good because I'm glad that we ended with Nymphomaniac because like mm-hmm. we were doing our, our, main, our uh, mini topics this you know today, we were trying to branch from one to the other. And I feel like there's no better way to branch from a movie uh, about seeing unsexy sex acts uh-huh. with our next feature we're going to watch next week, which is E.T. Oh, my God. From 1982. They're basically the same movie. Pretty much the same thing. 1982, the year of our Lord. Mm. Me. That's right. <laughs> you were very excited when we found that out earlier today, that you I and mean, E.T. are as old as each other. Yes. Also, I'm the Lord. You know, a lot of people don't know. You know, That's it's like, nice. Jesus is back and he's got a podcast? Yes, he's back. Oh, he's got to pay you for SoundCloud. Wow, it's not... He's not <laughs> he, maybe... Maybe that, you know, 30 pieces of silver could have come in handy at this point. Oh, you know? really yeah. could have used that. Um, I, uh, not to judge, but Judas's <laughs> podcast doing pretty fucking good. Got a lot of sponsorship deals. People love a bad boy. I mean, you know, you know, you know? ever since he got those sunglasses and that leather jacket, started sitting backwards in that chair. His podcast really been popping off. It's not even good. a video podcast, you know? It's just people can tell. They can tell yeah, that he's, that's fucking, right. he's that fucking cool. Well, uh, next week we will be reviewing E.T., the reason being, we needed a movie, and Brent <laughs> hasn't seen this since you were a kid. Yeah, I think I was uh, probably single digits the last oh time that I God, saw this movie. I fucking love that. And you only yeah. remember like seeing it once. Like it's not like you watched it a lot then necessarily. Um, I think I probably saw it a few times. Like I, gotcha. I grew up poor, so we, we only had like a handful of VHSs. Right. This is one so of them. I was like, uh, I guess I'll watch this one since I've watched the other two. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing with my life. Excellent, excellent. But it's been a while. Um, yeah, it has oh, wow. been. And, uh, like, I don't know, like, some of these older Spielberg movies, even though I know that they're probably good, I mm. don't have a, I don't necessarily have a fondness for them, gotcha. you know? Like, Jaws, I love. But E.T. and... Um, Close uh, Encounters? Uh, Close Encounters, uh, Nymphomaniac 2, you know, these type of movies that Spielberg directed. Uh, I just don't uh, have nostalgia for them necessarily, even though I kind of grew up in that era. I I don't know if I've ever seen Close Encounters, as a matter of fact, so we might add that to our list of uh, uh, Spielberg movies to uh, to get to uh, just one-offs or whatever at some point. But uh, but yeah, E.T., He's got a glowing finger. He Love looks that. like he's entirely foreskin. Why the fuck not? Let's do that's, it. That's the connection with fucking Nymphomaniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Nymphomaniac. He's the foreskin. Oh my, he's, he's the dick. He's oh the my dick. Gosh. I should have known. Should have known. Man, that's the connection. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I love E.T. I've, I've seen it this year, uh, I believe, mm. um, or at least in the last year, calendar year. So um, I, I try to watch this movie every once in a while, but it, it still holds up. It's one of my favorite nostalgia reasons. But also Spielberg is a fucking master. And there are some shots yeah. and some emotional moments in that movie that are just phenomenal so uh yeah i really look forward to, to watching that with you i'm glad you suggested it so that'll be super fun so definitely come back next week for some et talk but um yeah. in the meantime if you'd like to contact us uh, twitter instagram all the infos in the show notes as usual you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps five stars is always appreciated and please tell your friends so more people can find us please yes well please yes. we're begging you 
Judas is kicking our fucking asses we right now. We can't take it. We oh can't God. grow our hair that long. Look at me, I'm bald. I would look ridiculous. <laughs> I texted him recently. I was like, Judas, you gotta pr- help us promote. Can we like come on your show to right, talk to us? Right. You know, you know what he texted me back, no. Stephen. Stephen, you know what he texted what? me back. You know what Judas texted me what? back, Stephen. Kiss my Jude ass, he said. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wow. I tell He's you, changed. if I wasn't. If I wasn't currently his maid and cleaning his toilets, right. I'd give him a piece of my mind. He's got such beefy shits. Enjoy your breakfast, <laughs> listeners. That's why mine are just chicken cutlets. That's so, right. um, yeah, come back next week for some E.T., maybe yeah. some Nymphomaniac talk. I might watch no. it. We'll see. Oh, you? We'll okay. More, yeah, you can do in it. there, yeah. Oh, my God, Steven, I would lose my fucking mind if you watched both of those extended director's cuts of, of that movie. Don't tell my wife what they are. I just put them on, right? Is that is that any good? I bet you could, I'd you be could like, probably make it like five minutes. It's a sexy night, baby. I got a movie for us. You might as well just like put it on. Just like throw it on. Like put it on before she like uh-huh. comes in the living okay. room, right? So it's just like a scene playing. You don't right. see any titles or the title pop up uh, on your Apple TV. That'll throw her off. Yeah. And then just let her come in there. It's like, oh, what this chick in the alley? Wait, what's happening? Oh God! Oh God, Steve! What? No! <laughs> you know that'll be that's a good impression of my wife. Um, mm-hmm. if, if anything, I think she'd be mostly bored. That was her experience of melancholia. I don't think it okay. uh, really, they really fit in her wheelhouse. You know anything about okay. it? So we'll see. Uh, you might you might pass on this one then. Okay, I have gotcha. a hunch she may not she be into not this equal. five and a half hour trek down <laughs> right. this horror show called Nymphomaniac. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm excited to come back next week, do some ET with you and all the listeners. That'd be a good time. So definitely come back for that. Uh, and until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. One, two, three, record. All right. And now for a really good show. A good show. <laughs> okay, uh, man. Okay. <laughs> Don't set us up that way, man. Uh, Steven, I'm going to send you a picture. Mm. Uh, this is something uh, that I saw, and I've seen this before. I was on my way to work. I got stuck behind this slow-ass moving dump truck right. earlier this week. And I was just like, if you will just go... Five percent faster, we can all move on with life. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they weren't doing that, you know. They're, a dump truck is going to dump truck the way it wants to, you yeah. know. On the back of the dump truck, though, it said, "Warning: Stay back two hundred feet. Not responsible for broken windshields." Mm-hmm. It's underlined. And I thought about this, and I was like, "Wow, you can just get out of like legal issues <laughs> by having a sticker on your vehicle." But <laughs> like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. Like, that's why I, I have honk it. if you're horny on there. Let's see, I get out of legal jams. You're right. <laughs> Your Honor, uh, I, I am down on my knees just telling you, I was horny as fuck, Listen. dude. Like, honk, honk. You know what I'm saying? Judge, you've been working out a little bit. You've been working out. Um, but like, I thought that was like so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I never really thought about it before because, you know, you see these signs all the time right but the the fact that they could have a cinder block fall out the back of this fucking thing and ruin your car and you get out you talk to your insurance <laughs> agent you talk to the cop that was there and uh they're like well i don't know what to tell you he bought the sticker off amazon for 13 dollars. <laughs> there's nothing that can be done you know it's it's not your fault that's and that's all it takes 
So what I would like to do mm-hmm. is I would like to get a sticker and put it on the front of my car, maybe in reverse text like you oh, see I on an ambulance yeah, yeah. that says, I assure you, this whole situation is your fucking fault. Oh. You will pay for this. Oh. And then whatever I want to do, if I want to rear end someone, right. giggity, uh, it, it'll happen. It'll happen, and it's going to be on the person in front of me. That's their fault. I their think problem now. There's no flaw to this logic at all. I don't think so. I'm not, Guys, I'm I have a, a sticker on the front of my car. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but my buddy has stickers. So, yeah. And they're hard <laughs> right. to peel off. All right? Yeah. Number one, it's mm-hmm. semi-permanent, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I've seen these before. Oh, I agree with you in the fact that these were weird. I've seen this recently, mm-hmm. actually, and I wondered about it as I was following along because I was, uh, for a brief period of time in my life, part of my early career was as a State Farm claims adjuster doing auto claims. Mm. And there are some weird things out there you just don't understand, like laws and, and how people might be responsible or not feel like it or whatever. This is one of those that I feel like this can't possibly be real, right? Like you can't put mm. a sticker on and just be like, oh, I don't know, a center block fell out, it's not my fault. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're still responsible for like putting stuff in there. And 200 feet is a long distance. And they're going slow. All right. Yeah. Nobody's mm-hmm. staying 200 feet behind. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like this could really. I feel like if you went and you're like, but you are responsible. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's the sticker. I'd be like, I'm still I'm still suing you. I'm still asking for that <laughs> money, basically. I wonder if anyone has ever got in that situation and then they walk up and just simply peel that sticker or the <laughs> magnet or whatever off. And they're like, <gasps> he knows he's cracked the code. It's not even a Shit. sticker. It's just a magnet. Yeah. Oh man, it's so easy. You just put that on all your cars, don't you? Mm-hmm. I was gonna get away with it too if it wasn't for your meddling kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just us, forty years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> taking up stickers. You rip off, you rip off their face, and it's just Scooby Doo. You're like, wait, what? What? He was a criminal the entire time. Wow, well, I guess he turn. was at every single one of those crime scenes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we never really thought about it. Holy shit! It's kind of smart, actually. Honestly, yeah. And they never checked Scrappy, his paw prints. Wow. Scrappy Doo comes back and he's just like, I tried to fucking tell you, motherfuckers, <laughs> but you guys don't like me, see? It's like, ah, oh, get out of here, Scrappy. Fucking idiot. Wow. Man, yeah. I didn't know there was so much tor- turmoil in that show. Uh, I would assume so. Like, mm-hmm. once you've seen one Scooby Doo, you've seen them all, yeah. essentially, you know? Like, it's all kind of the, the same thing. Are you saying um, they have a formula? I, I do. I do think they do have a formula, yes. Mm hmm. Do it's like mm-hmm. like in modern movies they meet up with famous characters sometimes it's like wrestlers sometimes it's the band kiss sometimes it's in like batman or whatever yeah like the animated movies oh the animated ones i was like mm-hmm. the ones with freddie prince jr like the i didn't really want the Mac, matthew lillard ones i was like did, did they meet up with kiss i've never seen it i mean i should watch those <laughs> yeah missing out didn't know <laughs> Uh, fucking somebody spills sandwich innards all over the floor, mm. and uh, Scooby's like, "What should we do?" And then, uh, Gene Simmons walks by, fully in costume on those platforms, like, "I don't know, maybe you should try to lick it up, lick it up." So it is a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, there's really it's a whole there. lot I've missed out on. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Could you imagine like a really like hard R version of that Scooby Doo scene where like scooby or like yeah they're like like uh what are the names scooby and and scratch and sniff what's the guy that that <laughs> hangs out with scooby and they smoke in the back of the van shaggy shaggy yeah they're like they become roadies and like get uh-huh. into heroin like real bad you oh, know isn't that 
Isn't that kind of the case in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Mm. Isn't that the allusion to uh, to the the Mystery Machine? Yeah, but they're not real. I want to see the real branded version. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I want to see yeah. actual Scooby um, with some fucking smack. I you know. Mean, it might be in season two of Velma. Who knows? Have Dude, I hear that, that show? show's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So maybe they're going that way. Who knows? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like Mindy Kaling, but mm-hmm. also I'm not a big Scooby-Doo fan, so I was kind of right. conflicted there. Uh, and then I heard a lot of people talking shit on it online, and I was like, oh, are they just hating on it? Because right. it's a brown woman who's playing what was uh, previously known as a, a white woman. And then I saw uh, a YouTube video where somebody was talking about it, and uh, it seems like they have just general disdain for uh-huh. the lore of Scooby-Doo in general. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So I they're, guess they're turning is... their back on the fans, sort of. I guess so, yeah. It's like they're, they're making fun of the classic Scooby-Doo fans while also um, be great. J- just being like an entirely different thing in and of itself. So it, it, I guess the idea is like, who is this for one of those type of Mm -hmm. situations, you know? Uh, but you know, I, I can't really speak to it. I've not seen it. Uh, I'm not in any rush to do so, you know, doesn't seem like there's a, I forgot about it. A lot there for me. Yep. (laughs) I was like, Oh, right. There was a little uproar. And when I heard the uproar, I figured it was just like internet bros being internet bro-y, you know, just Mm -hmm. like, like the same guys that are like, I can't believe there's an Asian woman in star Wars. I'm going to actually attack her in life until she quits the internet. I thought it was just that same kind of thing. Yeah, and I apologized for that. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> as a fellow Asian, I was just like, "Look, I uh, I came in Oops. a little bit hot. I was too excited, you know." Right. I I didn't mean for it to be like an Asian woman in Star Wars. I meant to be like, "Oh, an Asian woman in Star Wars." Right. But the context you know, I, online, yeah, the text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you put enough exclamation points <laughs> after something, it just sounds hateful, you know. You said I didn't say I would kill her. I was trying to say I would kill for her. I said that looks killer, right? I can't spell good, (laughs) so it's all fucked up. And my little cartoon character has a red hat. It's not my fault. Oh, man. I guess it's my fault. You drew it, but yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to draw all the the magus stuff on top of it though you could have just left that off but again i apologized i misspelled magma i was like look how red this is you're big into magma that's right i that's love right. magma i love a good volcano oh, man you who know? doesn't love volcano, a good volcano volcano yes damn straight man you said it i did <laughs> <laughs> we both got to a point to where we looked at each other and was like where do you okay, go there you go <laughs> All right. Uh, should we just sync with Volcane? Yes. Absolutely. I think that's call just, it a day. Yeah, call it a day. <laughs> All right. So let's sync with Volcane. Yes. On three, one, two, three. Volcane. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was actually just your pants exploding. Hey, they got on me. <laughs> if if you were around a volcano when it exploded mm-hmm. and something was coming towards your face. And you couldn't get oh, out yeah. of the way. You would try to mm-hmm. catch it like a baseball or would, you know? Oh, right? yeah. You'd try to catch that. It would go through your hand, but you'd try it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I could not catch a baseball to save my life. I'm, I'm not a sport. <laughs> like, I don't understand the that. logic. It's like, go catch that ball. It's like, no, that ball wants no. to be free. Let the ball mm. go where it wants to. I don't want to interrupt that ball's life cycle. I'm not, I'm not trying to interfere with whatever it's got going on. But like, I feel like for magma, that would be one of those things that I would just catch instinctively dead center. yeah <laughs> right. like just mid face 
<laughs> my face is a catcher's mitt for oh magma. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, like my face is a catcher's mitt for magma. That's that's a long title, but uh, we've all said it before. Yeah, we've all said that before. Okay, did you get that timestamp? Right. I'm jotting it down as we speak. I appreciate it, sir. I was trying to be specific about what it was, and I was like, "How do I write this down?" <laughs> and I, I was like, "Stephen knows job." I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't think that's right." The Stephen Booger break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win. Fuck. I'm really off my game today. One, two, three, record. Okay. And then let's just sync with a simple clap, clap. Oh, yeah. excellent. The official sound effect of "Let's talk about stuff." Ooh, I love that. Get your clap, clap, uh, flavored lube. <laughs> I can think clap, claps could be a cool, clap, yeah, clap, claps, strip club. It's oh a, God. it's a butt cheek thing, right? That's where, that's yeah. what the sound effect is from. It was, it was, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, it was your butt cheeks that we recorded for the, that song. It was, yeah, that was, um, it took a lot of sound engineering. We right. had some, uh, uh, corrugated metal sheets that we had to uh-huh. uh, kind of wiggle back and forth. We had to shave so that's you. The, like that. It, you had to shave me. Right. Yeah, that was. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a uh, that was a recovery period. It was I'll tell for you both that. of us. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry for spraying in your eyes. It was it was not intentional. <laughs> it, I could tell it was just a defense thing. It's like a skunk. Got that? I got yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got spooked, and right. then I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what friends are for, you know. <laughs> that's, I can tell you were healthy. about. Yeah, so yeah. It, it worked. It's okay. All right. So yeah. you want to right. clap, 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 clap to sync on three, one, two, three, clap, clap. clap. Hello, do you have your lasagna license? L P A S.